0: Hello, and welcome to episode five of Dr. Oblivious, a podcast, you idiots. Uh, I am your host, Brian Geller, DC, chiropractor extraordinaire. Um, This is episode five with Dave Putnam, the Art of Dog Training. Uh, Dave's been an old friend of mine now for a couple of years. Uh, This is the first time we actually got to sit down and talk for uh, quite some time. Um, But, I mean, it's because I invited him over to do just so. Um, Dave is a dog trainer He is a jujitsu er He is a teacher uh, Or was a teacher And now he's a dog teacher He teaches humans how to deal with their dogs Uh, Dave has helped me out quite a bit Along with some other dog trainers Um, He's a really good dude I had a really, really fun time talking with him We spoke uh, quite a bit before and after the podcast Um, And now we text regularly So Dave, if you're listening to this Which I know you are Uh, text me when you hear this i don't know let's talk a little more let's hang out more um i need to apologize for some of the audio on here i did my very best to edit as much as i could uh but unfortunately unless you have the microphone uh, in the back of your throat you're not gonna get the best of quality but um yeah i did the best that i could so it's fine deal with it next episode will be better And since I got such a great response from last week's episode with my fantastic co-host and landlord, uh, she is back again today. Say hello.
1: You're welcome.
0: So today I've got my lovely fiance Gina, on with me again today as she drinks her dollar can of bubbly wine.
1: I poured it into a glass, so
0: Um, I'm classy. So we will talk for a couple minutes. Um... We tried to record an intro last week, and it didn't go very well. I know why. Why?
1: I didn't have any wine, and it wasn't from a can either.
0: So instead today, what we did was we filled ourselves up with uh, some ramen that she made. Two very big bowls per person. uh, Very hot, very sweaty. Um, Turn
1: the air off for it as well.
0: Very humid. So I think we are fueled up, carved up. Um, And now we could talk. So at dinner... Can you see me in the mirror? Hold on. I want to get your face. There we go. Okay. So, um, so you were worried that we didn't have anything to talk about. Um, and I somewhat half agree, but the other half of me just wants to keep going off what we were talking about at dinner if I were to die.
1: Oh, <laughs> happy almost one month till we get married.
0: So, conversation today at dinner was, what would happen if I died?
1: It started off as a very solemn conversation. Mm-hmm. However, the first thing you mentioned mm-hmm. was – do you do you want to say it or do you, you want me to say it? You say it because I don't remember. Uh, Coneheads.
0: Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. There was a line from Coneheads where um, – Belzar. Beldar? I'm going to look it up. Say something while I look this up right now. Anything. Just – god damn it. Okay. Um, Beldar. I was right. So, Beldar and Primat were uh, laying in bed, and she asks, what would you do if I died? Uh, Because she was reading uh, a copy of Cosmopolitan, and uh, she didn't know if Beldar still found her attractive, but they come from a different universe where their standards are different than ours. So, they're laying in bed, and she's feeling very self-conscious, so she asks him, you know, Beldar, what would you do if I ceased to exist? And he's like, I would draw the shades, he's like, and I would stop providing sustenance to myself, and I would let my cone shrink. Or whatever it was, right? But it was very, you know, sentimental. And uh, that's what I would do if you were to die, right? I would just let my cone shrink.
1: You hear that? (laughs) I
0: would just dehydrate. (laughs) She's
1: going to die when I die.
0: Right. Or until the dog dies and then I'll die. Because I got to take care of her. Because I assume she will outlive you. With the way you're drinking wine tonight, I assume she will outlive you.
1: I'm okay with that. I don't think I can. T- I, I don't think I can take her death. Plus, so. we have to
0: keep this podcast quite short today because we both ate a ton of ramen and we still have pie to eat before bed.
1: <gasps> Cristata. It's because not pie. It was freeform pie. It's a crustata. So the
0: last time I had you on here, we were eating funnel cake, like uh, like our lives depended on it, because we were at the Erie County Fair every But I night. have
1: a master's now, so I am. Can we talk very about Class.
0: I I don't know if people give a shit or not. Um, they don't. Okay, but I do kind of want to talk about our time at the fair. Okay. Um, So for those of you who don't know what the Erie County Fair is, it is to put it a cesspool. It's it is and it isn't. So it's a um, it's a county fair. I I don't know how else to describe because I don't know how many people have an idea of what a county fair looks like. Well,
1: you didn't before you moved here, right? Right.
0: So for everybody here who's living in New York City. So any of my friends from back at home who are listening to this, a county fair is exactly what you think it is.
1: It's on a fairground. It's on a fairground. A fairground there's, is just a
0: giant parking lot.
1: There's an amphitheater. No, there's buildings. There's right, an amphitheater. But there's pig races. There's and that's it. it's all just sorts pig of races. cultural <laughs> foods like alligator and Loganberry funnel cake fried corn dough, dogs. Fried Fried
0: butter. Fried water. Fried dog. I ate I ate a quarter of a dog while I was there. I ate a fried husky. But, like, they could. I'm sure you'd find a place. I
1: don't think it was at least – I think it was probably, like, quarter, like an eighth. But yeah. either way –
0: so I, I, I just
1: want to say that when you grow up doing something, I ate a the pound time, of pigs now while I was there. It's, it's really hard to look at it from an outsider's point of view. So the first time I brought Brian to the Erie County Fair approximately seven years ago, six no. six years ago. Um, we were together for a year because I knew you wouldn't.: Yeah go the first time.
0: I so just I, I actually just found the first photo of us uh, taken at the fair when we went to the pig races. So with I walked boo yeah, with honey boo-boo. so I walk into this. Um, to the Erie County Fair and the first thing that we see was pig races. It's a track like you would see cars but obviously on a much smaller scale with pigs running uh, racing and right outside of there for five bucks you get a Polaroid with a uh, a piglet, a tiny little baby pig and we did and we we took a picture and then not 50 feet away from the pig race is a uh, grill grilling pork it's the loser. Winners eat, losers don't.
1: Either way. Or the losers
0: get eaten, right? Kill or be killed.
1: (laughs) It's one of those things where until you're with an outsider, you think it's pretty normal. Because that's what we did. But I feel like we've had those experiences otherwise. The
0: Erie County Fair to New York City is what the Jersey Shore TV show looks like to people up here. Okay. But the Jersey Shore has more fucking pigs and pig fuckers
1: got them. Then the Erie County Ooh, Fair we need does. A, we need a horn.
0: No, we don't. Okay. Um, the Erie County Fair. Honestly, for those of you who have never been to a county fair, the Erie County Fair is a truly magical place. It really is a cesspool, but you get to see some fantastic fucking animals. A lot of just cool things, environmental conservation things. You get to talk with trappers, people who uh, trap foxes and coyotes and keep their fur. You hear that? Coyotes. coyotes. And um, for any of my Staten Islanders, we don't, have, we don't have this at home. Whatever. I'm done talking about it. It was, it was good. Got some good food. Usually we go for a couple more hours, but this time we, we got there kind of late. Um, I have a question for mm-hmm. you.
1: When were you more scared of me? After our first trip to the Erie County Fair or our first camping trip?
0: I was never scared. You weren't a little... No.
1: Even after I yelled at you for not stacking firewood?
0: I think that's where I had to be, right? I think I think that was just
1: Oh, so you're welcome. okay, never mind, we can move on.
0: I think that's what I needed. right. right I' you know I'm not a spiritual religious person, but I think that's I think that was what I needed.
1: I w- I've been your spiritual guide.
0: no Matt I'm Meyer Matt is Meyer's going to be my spiritual guide. Matt Meyer, if you're listening to this, which I don't know if you are, but if you are, you will one day be my spiritual guide, whether you like it or not. but no, you are not my spiritual guide. you are just.
1: So we'll consider a horn, and I'm your spiritual guy. You're just there for me. Got it.
0: Yeah. You're my caretaker and my landlord and a, my cook. And baker. And baker. And co-host. We'll see how this one goes. Um, what else have we got to talk about? Um, smelly people at the gym. Can we talk <gasps> about people at the gym? Let's talk about people at the gym real quick. Um, so not that I have a problem with our gym. I have a problem with some of the people that go to our gym. <laughs> um where do we begin i don't know um the smell let's just begin with the smell i have smelled everything at our gym currently we've been at this gym for eight months or so
1: there's a special place if you stand <laughs> uh you can almost smell poop
0: so right by the men's bat female women's bathroom
1: no, men's it's bathroom? Men's.
0: i know it's not it's not so much anymore it used to be there used to be this like um it, it was like uh like the new york city subway like on a hot summer day, but this was like all winter. So that was kind of fucking, that was funky. Mm-hmm. For sure, very funky. A lot of perfume. A lot of perfume. So you, you, you have a range of perfume to BO. And I would choose BO. We spoke about this the other day. I would, take, I would take BO over perfume. Something about BO gets me going. I don't, oh. I don't mind it. It's not a sexy thing, but it's like... Hot Im-
1: perfume is not attractive. No,
0: hot perfume is hot perfume. It's fucking gross. But BO is it's an endorphin you smell it and you're like i want i want to smell a little more of that
2: mm-hmm. that's
0: how i feel okay when you smell your armpits after a hot day and you just go that was fucking gross but i want to smell it just a little bit more
1: nope yes i'm gonna say i'm gonna quote fat bastard uh everybody likes their own stench i don't want to smell i do anyone i don't you, mind so it. like if you there's there's a certain person who benches uh and comes in with a smell. Would you stay next to him, or would you decide you're gonna squat
0: i'll j- ju- i'll do anything else well yeah
1: you you won't ever change up your your schedule, but like if I'm benching and he decides he wants to bench like i'm I'm done for the day I'm squatting, i'm uh going home i'm yeah. not I'm not benching anymore
0: i don't i mean it's no smell is gonna drive me away, but the smells are there, and the smells are very we- real. Like the other, like so yesterday. So if anyone
1: wants to join our gym, just We kidding. won't
0: mention it. Um, <laughs> I don't give out free advertising on yesterday? this show. What was yesterday? Those two dudes deadlifting. And the, oh. I, I said they.
1: Well, but you got to understand. Oh, hold on. you got to understand. Uh, he, well, one of them was so large he can't put his arms down. So you got to respect the fact that this dude was hashtag yoked. Second, um, they just kept yelling bro, bro, bro at each other um, and staring at each other in the mirror. So you also need to, to remember that they're likely to become patients of yours because you are advertising your services at their gym and they are bound to royally fuck themselves up. So be nice, right?
0: Yeah, but I didn't say anything to them.
1: I guess, yeah. They
0: just smelled. That was it. The one really, really fun. It was like that sour fucking stench, like milk in a – old milk in a fridge, right? That's what he smelled like. Okay. Uh, I'm trying to text the speech, this text you sent me yesterday.
1: Oh, no.
0: And uh let's see. I was actually thinking about this at the gym yesterday when he sent this to me. I was like, you know what? This would be perfect to uh. to
1: – So if anyone's out there wondering – we don't work out together Because we used to work out together oh, bro, So now uh, We usually have We have different days Hold like,
0: on, let's see if But want... wait,
1: wait, wait, we have to explain the fact that like I'm on the other okay. side of the gym So I'm not standing next to you Or like spotting you and texting you this Although I'm not above that I just want to say I was over Doing something And I thought it would be really important for you To hear what they were talking about
0: Okay. So this is the text message I get from her yesterday while I'm at the gym. Let's see if this will pick up.
2: Bro, 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 I can't put my arms down. Bro, film me coming in my own mouth. Ha, ha,
0: ha, Bro, 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 I can't put my arms down, bro. Film me coming in my own mouth. Ha, 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 ha,
1: huh. It was supposed to be ha, ha, Got ha, it. ha, ha. Um... I mean, they film each other doing a lot of stuff. So I just figured maybe that's what they were talking about. I had headphones and I couldn't hear the specifics.
0: No, I saw them coming into each other's mouths.
1: I mean, it's impressive.
0: I hope whoever's listening to this was like, I'm going to sponsor him. And then they heard that part and they were like, we're not going to sponsor him.
1: Whatever. We both make a million dollars a year. So what do we need a sponsor for?
0: That's true. Anything else? No. All right. We'll keep it short and sweet. All right. um, Episode five Dave Putnam. Check him out. Um, Instagram, Art of Dog Training, I believe, uh, underscore under each word. I will have it posted. Uh, you can find me only on Instagram at Brian Geller DC. You can find Gina on Instagram Ooh, at. Ooh,
1: let's not find me.
0: And I think that's it. That's it. Enjoy the episode. So, today I got Mr. Dave Putnam, oh, right. art, of, art of Dog Training, Dog Trainer Extraordinaire. Um, so, yeah, so, long time, no see.
3: Yeah, man, I think last time I ran into you was at Tipico. Yep.
2: yep.
0: Yeah, you were on a big pack walk.
3: Yeah, that sounds about right.
0: Um, so, you're a dog trainer.
3: I am a dog trainer by trade, I guess, right? Yeah. Because it is a trade. It is.
0: Um... A very unique one
3: it, it really is quite unique it's uh my friends and i have an inside joke because uh my friend gray that i live with is a uh jujitsu instructor and he teaches combatives uh, for gorilla jujitsu and my friend one of my other friends jordan you probably know jordan i do yeah he's a trainer personal trainer and strength coach and we all have this joke that we can go have lunch in the middle of the day because we don't have real jobs mm-hmm. so when people ask me like what do you do for a living i'm like i'm a dog trainer like, oh, like, do you have another job? Like, no, that's, that's all I do. yeah
0: Is that all you're doing right now? That's Just all I'm to... doing full time. That's awesome. It's pretty cool. Um, how did it start? I, I, I know, I, I remember reading one of your blogs a little while ago. You got Roland, and yeah. he was a nightmare.
3: Yeah. So uh, I adopted a pity from the city of Buffalo Animal Shelter. Yeah. I went to Pities in the Park, which they do every year, right around August, September where they just bring all the pitties, and they hang out at Bidwell Park. And looked at a bunch of dogs, and I was like, man, this dog's cool. And then the one dog tried to bite my friend Steve, (laughs) and I was like, all right, we're going to not bail out. We're going to bail out on that guy. What year is this? Oh, What year is it now? It's 2019, so he's going to be seven. So 2013 it must have been. It was in 2013, and uh, there was a skinny little brown dude with a weird lanky leg and weird long fingers, and I was like, I'll sit down with this dude, yeah. see what's up. And then he sat in my lap and started chewing on me and I was like, Oh, he's it. Then I didn't realize that they hurried the process up so fast. Mm-hmm. So filled out the paperwork on a Sunday and then on a Monday they were like, Alright, cool, you can come pick him up tomorrow. I was like Whoa, like I don't have anything. Yeah. So ran out, bought a bunch of stuff, got this dog.
0: Now at this point, have you ever owned a dog? Um like a family.
3: My yeah. mom had a dog got a dog when I was sixteen. Um, my friend's dog had like had puppies, and it was like a Pekingese Pomeranian mm-hmm. Papillon mix. It's just like a. He's still alive. He's 17. Jeez. Uh, yeah, he's... he looks like a rat yeah. at this point. But I never was like, it was like, yeah, I'll let him outside. Sure. Mm-hmm. I didn't know what I was doing. So I got this pity. Taking him for a walk, he's ripping me down the street, and I'm like, wow, he's really strong. Mm-hmm. And then we passed the a dog, and he's like, oh, I'm going to kill that. It's like, oh, God. And then we passed the a person, and he's like, oh, I'm going to kill that too. I was like, okay. And then he tried to kill a garbage can, and I was like, ooh, this is not yeah. This is not good. So I, was, uh, I had just quit teaching at that point. I used to be an English teacher. Was high school? At, Middle uh, school? High school, yeah. yeah. I was certified through for 7 through 12. Okay. But I was doing high schools at um, West Seneca West and Buffalo Academy of Science Charter School. And then East High School, which yeah. was like, that was a no-go. But I uh, went into debt, opened up a credit card so I could afford training at Canine Connection. On Niagara Street, mm-hmm. and uh, I was like, "Man, this place is super cool," yeah. and uh, I di- I dug it a lot. And I couldn't really keep paying the hundred dollars an hour that it was because I-, I just wanted to keep going and going because yeah. I was having so much fun. And there was a guy that worked there who had long hair, tattoos, and a beard, and I was like, "This dude's probably cool." who's was that? His name's Josh. Okay. He is the barefoot dog trainer. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 Mm-hmm. You probably know him.
0: He's helping out, uh, or he was helping out, uh, my buddy Will
3: Franger. Okay. For yeah. a bit. Yep. Josh is a good, good dude. Yep. Um, happy birthday, Josh. It was his birthday yesterday. I missed him. I happy birthday, better. Josh. Yeah. Um, but I was like, hey, man, uh, you want to like hang out and drink beer and train dogs because I can't keep paying $100 an mm-hmm. hour to do this. He was like, yeah, man. So then we just did that for a while. And then there was a position that opened up for a daycare attendant mm-hmm. slash potential for training. And I was like, well, I guess I could work daycare. At the time, the daycare was like two dogs, and I was like, "Oh, well, okay." Yeah. So then I ended up getting a lot of chances to hang out with Tyler and train with mm-hmm. Tyler and just follow him around.
0: And okay, Connection connections all Tyler's. It was Tyler.
3: Yeah. Yep, it was owned by Tyler Muto. Um, and it's been around for a while. They've been around for a while. They, uh, and then I think there was an opportunity to train, just like some private lessons needed to be covered. Mm-hmm. And I had been doing a lot of work with the board and trains at this point, so my my functional skill level was getting getting up there but then it was the whole you know relaying these complex pieces of information yeah. to a, a someone who potentially has no idea what you're talking Well, most of the people don't because right. it's a different world uh, and then I followed Josh around for a while and really you know imitated his style before I realized like Dude, you uh, you went to school for six years to be a teacher. You, you can do that. I was like, oh, well. well yeah. yeah.
0: Now, I was going to say, like, how much of your education background did you take with you into this? A ton. Yeah. A ton. I could imagine.
3: Not so much, you know. So I went to Buff State for mm-hmm. my uh, bachelor's and master's. <clears throat> and there was a lot of focus on urban education. So, like, making sure your tests are fair to right. the students and. Not so much that stuff, but but teaching styles and modalities and figuring yeah. it out. Like one thing I'm a big fan of is if someone, if a client asks me a question, I'll kind of lead them to the answer mm-hmm. rather than just give them the answer because I think it's way more empowering right. for someone to figure something out, right? Well, yeah, of course. I'm gonna coach you along the way. Yeah, right? you don't want to just give it to them. Yeah, I don't want to just be like, "Yep, nope, do this, mm-hmm. do that," because that's boring. Yeah. So then the big break came when Josh lost his voice. Because we were working pretty hard at this point. Like, we were doing, like, five to six private lessons a day. Wow. Which, you know, may not seem like a lot. It's like five, well, people are like, oh, it's only five hours of work. Yeah, but you're essentially acting for an hour. Right. Right. and
0: I mean, you're working with a dog that doesn't understand you, so.
3: Exactly. And you're trying to relay this information. Mm-hmm. And you're talking the whole time. There's yeah. no, there's no lull. So Josh right. lost his voice. And I was like, they're like, all right, you got to do it. This is like welcome. a
0: perfect the sitcom yeah. scenario.
3: And then I do it, so I'm. I'm doing Josh's lessons, mm-hmm. and he's, like, texting me at the same time. So I'm, like, talking to the clients. I'm, like, I'm not trying to be rude, but he's the one you're supposed to be working with, and he's texting <laughs> yeah. me. So, excuse me, I just got to read this. And that was a nightmare for a bit. And then since I was doing all of his lessons, plus my, like, one or two a day, mm-hmm. I then lost my voice. Yeah. So that was a, uh, a shit show, to say the least. And then just kept going and going, and Josh left. And then I took Josh's spot, mm-hmm. and then I left, and it was like, oh, boy. Like, yeah. Hey, man, you don't have a paycheck coming, so you better do something. Get your shit together. How long were you at K9 Connection? I was there for – I just looked up the other day. um, Three years? Wow. Three years, yeah. Full-time for three years, and yeah. just, like – And I'm the type of person that becomes obsessive about things. Like, right. if I like something, there's no – you like, can ask my stepmom in particular about it. Mm-hmm. We just had a discussion that so I just got a new stove. Okay. And she's like, how are you liking it? And I was like, oh, I've already made like six batches of muffins. It's great. <laughs> she's like, slow down a little bit. Pace yeah. yourself. I was like, nope, I can't. I'm like, Let's dive in head first. Is that how you are with jujitsu too? Oh, very much so with jujitsu, jitsu non huh, Yeah. How long have you been doing jujitsu? jitsu um, Five years. Okay. It started actually, one of my first private lesson clients at K9 Connection got me into jujitsu mm-hmm. because I always wanted to do it. Mm-hmm. But I worked 12 to 9, so it's like there's no time. And he was like, Well, I'm preparing for an MMA fight. If you want to come in at 7 a.m., and so Josh and I used to ride a tandem bike to (laughs) the gym at 7 a.m. to fight our big black dude friend, Darren. Yeah. And he didn't, he underestimated the fact that we were 100% serious that we would be there at 7 a.m. Monday through Friday. Like, let's go, dude. What gym? Uh, it's called Buffalo United Martial Arts. Okay. Yeah. They used to be on Main Street. Mm-hmm. Now they're at Buffalo River Works. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, so Darren was preparing for an MMA fight. He worked at M&T Bank across the part, uh, right across the street. And Josh, I'd be at Josh's house. I'd ride my bike to Josh's house. I'd be there at 6:30. Yeah. Hop on the tandem bike, <laughs> ride down to Buma and uh now, Did did he have a tandem bike at the time? Yep. Okay. I think Josh, I believe he still does have the tandem bike. Okay. We'd, he does because we rode it to go see Joe Rogan. Okay. And yeah. He made when he was at Shays He made a joke about pro wrestling fans riding tandem bikes, and then he's like, "It's just gay." And then of course, Josh and I are riding <laughs> back with a, on a tandem bike, and as we're riding mm-hmm. home, someone's like, "You guys love pro wrestling?" I'm like, "Oh, yes." It's not, I mean, it's not not true, right? It's completely not yep. not true. Oh, it was something.
0: I'm just making sure that he didn't buy a tandem bike. For you guys to go out to Buma? No, no. Okay, he, so you already had it. Yeah, he okay. owned. He he has a lot of bikes. Just before anybody messages me, I just need to yeah. get that one. Yeah. Okay. No, no
3: He had the tandem bike, and then now I'm looking for a tandem yeah. bike just because. I, I... <laughs> Were you back or front? I was back. Okay. I, he was like, you know, front's got to steer and everything. I, was like, I don't I can't be trusted to do that. Yeah. He's like, okay, just pedal with me. I, like, fine, I can do that. Yeah. That I can do.
0: So three years you're at Canine Connection. Hmm. You learn obviously a lot. I did. You train with Tyler Muto, who's I, I, I mean he's a big name in dog training, right? Very big Rarely name. Big name. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I know he's uh, pretty big on like uh, with Learberg. Mm-hmm. Learberg is just a company that provides like a shit ton of educational information for dog training. Very much so, yeah. Um, and I know he's he's yeah somewhat pretty big up there. Um, now you're learning from other trainers at the time, right?
3: I am. So it's funny you mentioned Learberg because that's yeah. where the the career then takes another little a little turn. Um, Josh also has a course on Learburg for teaching small dogs. Mm-hmm. Um, and there was a seminar going on at Learburg given by a guy named Chad Hunter, who's a French ring world champion. Um, and the guy who used to be in charge of scouting for the video production team and stuff mm-hmm. like that is a trainer named Forrest Mickey, um, who's also a fantastic dog trainer. If you don't know, he is. Excuse me. Um, he came up through with Michael Ellis. So, if you look at all the old Michael Ellis DVDs, you, you'll see Forrest yeah. uh, catching dogs and you know working there. But um, I had taken one of Forrest's courses online. I connected with him just because we have very similar personalities, mm-hmm. and he sh- he called me out of the blue and was like, hey, man, Josh is coming to Wisconsin to do this seminar. He wants to learn how to decoy a little bit. You want to mm-hmm. come? And I was like, yes. Yes, I do. Yeah. So, uh, we ended up connecting there, and... Josh and I drove to Wisconsin, hung out at Learburg for a week, got to meet everybody and hang out, and got to go on a shopping spree in the warehouse, which is awesome. Yeah, that was a problem, though, because uh, the guy who owns Learberg, Ed Frawley, is awesome. Mm-hmm. Like People have their opinions on him, but as a gentleman who yeah. I've met in person many times, he is ridiculously awesome. Mm-hmm. He told us to go in the warehouse, and he's like, Just get whatever you want, fill some boxes. And for those of you who don't know, Learberg sells everything, including yeah. like Saint nav bite equipment, which is expensive. Mm-hmm. So uh so then I did that and that really kind of put into perspective where I wanted to be because um our friend Carter was running his own business. He drove to Learburg with his like Ford Transit van, giant mm-hmm. van. Um running his own business just starting up like he's doing tons of boarding trains by himself and yeah. josh has just been going off on his own starting his own thing and i have just taken josh's spot a canine connection so there's this like weird little and Forrest was working for Learberg, so it was like tip of the iceberg and i'm at the bottom mm-hmm. and then a couple years later we're all just moving up and up and up and it was really really cool to see yeah i remember having uh, breakfast with them in wisconsin and being like man i can't wait until i can do this by myself yeah. so that was the day where I was like you're gonna do this yeah. at some point
0: how long has that been going through your head you know like you started K9 year one and now when is this starting to like kind of manifest in your brain like uh, I think I'm gonna go out on my own I'm not gonna be here for another year or two or three
3: um, right around the last my last year at K9 Connection I had started to you know I was starting to grow a yeah. lot as a person and one thing Tyler was very very good at was allowing that growth in terms of just like letting you explore these options mm-hmm. and like he would i'd come to him with things and be like hey man like why don't we do this and i thought it was a novel idea and mm-hmm. he was like you know this is why i had this idea too yeah. but i think and i was like oh okay um right around my last six seven months i started to just kind of like man i want to do things my way right right like not not to be not like a jerky way like i don't like the way he does things. Yeah, yeah, Just yeah. like you know, man, I don't want to have to be here at 7 a.m. Yeah. No. Or I would rather I would rather adhere to a different curriculum. Um, we didn't have, like, a standard curriculum, but it, everything was pretty much like, lesson one is this, lesson mm-hmm. two is this, lesson three is this. And now, or you couldn't teach things like, um, like advanced obedience, like competition heals. I would have a lot of clients who are like, you know, I see Roland doing this fancy healing stuff. I want to learn that. And yeah. I'm like, well, you know, that's not what we're here for. I'm sorry. Mm-hmm. So... Now, being on my own, I can be like, yeah, man, what do you want to learn? Yeah. Right.
0: Now, was there a fear of like, shit, I'm going to leave a big name in Buffalo? I mean, I don't know how big uh, K9 Connection is outside of Erie County, but I know they're fairly big around here. Like, did you have that fear? Like, I'm going to leave a well known school to start my own thing. I'm going to lose 90% of my clients, possibly.
2: Yeah.
3: There was the biggest fear was. Okay, you're leaving here. Yeah. You got one final paycheck coming in two weeks. Now what? Mm-hmm. Like, how are you going to get business? Yeah. Who are you? Because when people think Canine Connection, they, th- they think Tyler, they mm-hmm. think Josh. Um, there were many times where I was confused for both. They're like, oh, you're Tyler. I'm like, nope, I'm Dave. <laughs> They're like, who's Dave? I'm like, yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> um, so that was the biggest fear of mine. I was like, how, how does one go about getting business? Yeah. Um, I ended up going to the farmer's market and bidwell. At Bidwell Park, mm-hmm. and just I made some really crude business cards right off the bat because VistaPrint took a week, which was, you know, when you have no income, a week is way too yeah. long to not just sitting just sitting there doing mm-hmm. like twiddling your thumbs, getting yeah. this business plan together, and you know I'll be the first to admit I have no idea what the hell I'm doing yeah. in terms of running a business. Like uh, my friend Alex, just she is amazing in terms of dealing with QuickBooks and like businesses. Like she writes emails, yeah. and I envy her because that is not who what does I she am. do. She's also a dog. Trainer. Okay. She owns River's Edge Canine. Okay. She worked with me at Canine Connection. And like she's got this like plan and everything is like boom, 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 mm-hmm. boom, organized. She writes emails. She's got like templates and I'm That's just, awesome. Yeah, and I envy her because I I can't do that. Right. I don't I just can't. My you
0: baby, just want to do the work, you don't want to do everything. I, I
3: wanna work. Yeah. Like I'm I guess you could say I'm a workhorse, mm-hmm. right? So they're like what would you rather do? Like, I'd rather go bust my ass for 10 hours, right. come home and be half dead. Yeah. Um, so that was a big fear of mine was like, how do you get business? So I went to the farmer's market and there was a big black pity lunging at people just trying to say hi. And he was <laughs> out of his mind. And I was like, Hey, here's a business card. Like if you need help, I can help you. And I was saying yes to everything. Yeah. Like, you know, you know, anybody was like, Hey, my dog is trying to murder my child. Bring him in. Like, yup, yeah, like let's do this. Like whatever, whatever you want to do. So, um, and then it just started to snowball from there because I, I just, you know, use some of my photography skills to take some nice pictures mm-hmm. of my dogs and being like, you know, I used to work retail too. So I would sell, 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 yeah. sell. And it was just like, Hey, like, let me help you. Whatever I can do. Like I'm essentially on call 24 seven, mm-hmm. right? Text me whatever you need. I will, I'll do yeah,
0: it. Just making yourself accessible.
3: Yeah. Just yeah. pushing just everything. Here you go. Whatever you want to do. What do you want to learn? Cool. And the first Bunch of private lessons I did. I remember I was like, "This is just like Canine Connection," mm-hmm. and I was like, "Take a step back. I'm like, you don't have to do that." Like, so now, I remember I was walking. I was going to a lesson. I stopped by my mom's house, and I was wearing pretty much what I'm wearing now, which is just athletic shorts and mm-hmm. a t-shirt. And she goes, "You're gonna go to your lesson like that?" And I was like,
0: "Yeah." It's my company.
3: I was like, "It's my company. Yeah. I, I can wear whatever I want." And she was like, "Don't you think that's a little unprofessional?" It's like, I'm a dog trainer. I'm like, I wear shorts and a t-shirt. Like, I'm not gonna. <laughs> If I showed up in khakis and a polo, they'd yeah. think that, uh, you know, this was something more than it is. And, you know, we, we, I use the term we, because one of the things that I was taught right off the bat was, when you're talking about your company, you talk yeah. about we. You know, you say, we're going to do this, or we're going to do that, and, like, one of the people are like, oh, you know, who, so who am I going to be training with? You or one of your employees? I'm like, oh, it's just me. Yeah. Like, oh, so you do everything. I do everything. And... I envy people who have people to do things for them.
0: Did that fear ever subside? Was there a point? I mean, how long have you had Art of Dog Training now?
3: Um, Two years as of July 6th. Okay. So that was a big thing for me, and I just passed 1,000 followers on Instagram, yeah. which, which isn't a ton of people, but mm-hmm. like people, I'm starting to get that random following of just like, we want to see videos of your dogs doing weird shit. Like, okay, cool. And as much as that's, you know, stupid. I, I understand like it's social media, whatever, but, like, but it's man, the biggest marketing, right? It's, it's the a biggest big, marketing. Too. That's where, that's what I market. And that's I've what gotten
0: I more, I want to say more patients. I've gotten a ton of patients on Instagram, just people who will message me. Um, and they're like, Hey, I have, it's usually athletes, powerlifters or Olympic lifters. And they'll shoot me a DM and they'll just be like, Hey, like, are you taking new patients right now? Could I come see you? Like I have a meet coming up. It was like, yeah, I've gotten a ton. Anytime I'll post something, like, there's a big meet coming up. I'll just post the photo of the meet, and I'll just say, like, hey, like, any athletes out there that are hurt and need some recovery, like, before your big meet, come on in. And, that, like, that's when I get. Yeah, you
3: know. that's awesome. And sponsoring posts on Instagram has been the biggest help for me in terms of, like, garnering new, yeah. like, garnering new customers and new clients, even if it's just, like, a goofy picture of my mm-hmm. dog. Like, things like that, people like to see that. Yeah, And, you know, that's. The, the fear did subside mm-hmm. after a while and I, I'm a pretty laid back kind of guy in terms of just like I don't let a lot of stuff bother me right? or I don't show it I mask my stress pretty well um, there's slow times just like there are busy times yeah. like summer is just busy 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 and winter is just hope you have a boarding train to get mm-hmm. some money <laughs> but um, you know I did get a. There's the fear is there but now it's starting to get like you know, I've been getting recommendations from vet hospitals that I've never been to. That's awesome. Which, to me, it blows my mind. Because Word of mouth is the biggest thing. Absolutely. Yeah. And that's why I'm always trying to be so pleasant to humans, mm-hmm. like to my clients, right? Like, I get frustrated like everybody else. Yeah. I get like the same same silly questions all the time, but I really just want to make sure your dog is the best it can be. Yeah. And I tell people all the time, like, they're like, you know, my dog's not really getting it. I'm not really getting it. And I'm like, well, are you trying? <laughs> like, of course. And, well, the, like what more can I ask yeah. for? Right, you're trying.
0: Frustration's a really big thing that Jean and I were dealing with. More so me, I think. I would kind of let that out. Uh, like when we first got Ruby two years ago, um, we started Puppy Kindergarten right away. And she did well. I mean, she picked up, but uh, she still had a, a ton of shitty habits. And that frustration, like, you know, I, I've always heard you talk about it. Um, Jeff Gelman, our trainer, Noel, our mm-hmm. other trainer there, Laura, um, at Barking Lot. Um, and they were all like, you just don't get frustrated like that's it you're doing everything you can and like your dog can feed off that frustration right like if you're going to start yelling and you're, you're just it's counterproductive you're not doing yeah. shit
3: it's, it's really easy to get frustrated yeah. because and the thing i tell people all the time is like we're communicating to a, an animal number yeah. one but the dog doesn't speak english so like, this one just, does yeah this one little bit definitely does yeah uh and it's, you just have to Take I because I used to get real frustrated mm-hmm. with Roland. Like, you know, you do all this work with. I'm talking like five years into owning Roland, mm-hmm. and he lunges at a dog and goes nuts. And it's like, oh my! Like, what have we been right. doing for five years? Yeah. And it's just so easy to lose your cool and just be like, dude. But yeah, yeah, you just start to you start to learn after some while, and that was one of the biggest things. Um, Tyler, I remember him specifically saying, like, I used to think I know everything. Now I don't know a damn thing. Yeah. Like, dude, to me, you know a lot of stuff. And I talk to, like, I communicate with Josh all the time in mm-hmm. terms of just helping. Like, technically, we run competing businesses, but I'll always text him and be like, hey, man, like, what do you think about this dog? Yeah. And he'll text me, and I was like, exactly, like, I'm... Yeah, just a little affirmation. Little, affirmation what, yeah. of, like, okay, so you, you, you're you not that much of an idiot. Mm-hmm. And then when, when he asks me something about, like, what would you do with this? Or if Alex is like, well, you know, what do you think about yeah. this? It's just a little bit of a. You're not that dumb, right? Like, okay. Is it, so, is it,
0: does it come like a little bit of a shock? Like holy shit! Like they're coming to me for advice. Yes, that, yeah.
3: and I'll still never get over that. Yeah, yeah, like, yeah. It feels good though. Does that oh, right? feels we, great?
0: Because yeah. like when people you look up to. Yeah, yeah, you're
3: like, oh, you care about what I think. <laughs> um, because I, when it comes down to it, like, I, I feel like I don't know anything, and right. also I'm just a dude, mm-hmm. right? Like you look at me and you're like, oh, this is a big dude covered in yeah. tattoos. Like, what the hell is he gonna offer me? And you know, I was at a, a client's house yesterday, and it was our final lesson of our package, and it was the dog has issues with people coming over to their house. So they threw a party and invited everybody, and mm-hmm. I was like, I will definitely come to them. Yeah. So I spent an hour just hanging out with these people's families, That's and I awesome. was like, I can see why these people are so frustrated with their dogs. Mm-hmm. Just, and it was so weird to just be at somebody else's family party mm-hmm. and be like, like, so you're the dog trainer, huh? And I'm like, Yep. Like, so what do you do? I was like, this. This? Yeah. Like, really? I was like, yeah, I've been invited to parties before. And like, I have one client who's like, you need to come over when the pool's open and just hang out for an hour. And I'm mm-hmm. like, okay, it's going to cost you money though. I like, That's fine. I don't care. Yeah. But you need to watch my dog. And it's so funny because the dogs never do anything yeah, when yeah. I'm there, right? I'm just like, eh. just hanging out by this guy's pool. Yeah.
0: So now going back to controlling frustration and stress, how have you brought the frustration management in dog training to real life to jiu Jitsu to owning a business you know outside of dog training say you owned any business how you know how did you bring that into
3: Jujitsu has I mean, if you read anything about jiu-jitsu it helps you deal with stress right? yeah there's a the term stress inoculation mm-hmm. right so at any given time, I'm seven seconds away from being choked unconscious mm-hmm. at jujitsu, and that puts it into perspective, yeah. right? You have to you humble yourself number one mm-hmm. when you tap to someone's choke or someone's joint lock. You're Somebody saying, who's
0: half your size. Yeah.
3: yeah. Right. Like I'm. I'm six one two ten, and I can get I get beat up regularly by a hundred sixty pound man mm-hmm. who's not six feet. Yeah.
0: 10. My first day jujitsu, I got. Rear naked choke by, she must have been 150, 160 pounds. And she was only training for maybe a month longer mm-hmm. than me. And it was day one. And I'm like, I've got wrestling background from high school. I was like, I'm the fucking man. Because I, 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 I know th- there's like a common theme like that people, like jujitsu athletes, are not great at wrestling skills. You know, and I'm like, all right. Like, I've got some, like, it's only been, you know, 10 years, 11 years. I was like, I still have it. Mm-hmm. and she took my back, and then I went black. That was it. I was like, okay. Yep. You wake I was like, up. yeah. Huh? Like, I, I knew I was going to be humbled, but I did not expect it to be that quick. Oh, yeah. It's, by a uh... girl. You know, and I'm not trying to gender whatever, but I was like, I, I know I have more strength than a, than a woman. Mm-hmm. 60 pounds lighter than me. I was like, but apparently I, I don't. Apparently. Yeah, better. very, very humbling. Yes. But it's not frustrating. I love it. You know what I mean? I was just like, Absolutely. okay, all right, this
3: is good. Yeah, and that was you know there are times at the end of you now we'll get to that part uh, yeah. but jujitsu just is humbling but it's very it inoculates you to stress yeah. so then like when I feel the stress I'm like well at least someone's not trying to break my wrist or someone's right. trying to you know heel hook me or something um, but you start to learn what you're capable of mentally like someone's got tremendous shoulder pressure on your jaw mm-hmm. and you're like I'm just gonna tap to this pressure but then like no like <laughs> no, no 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 like get out yeah you can do this get up get out
0: I like that stress inoculation yeah yeah
3: it, it's been it's been helpful for a lot and then when i'm when you're on the mat you literally forget everything your outside life doesn't matter because this person's trying to kill you yeah like, literally trying to kill you so you better deal with that now mm-hmm. and you just feel so good you know something feels good about choking your friends yeah. to the point where like yeah like i could kill you and then 10 minutes not not even 10 minutes later maybe 30 seconds later you're they're like Yep, and I could break your arm yeah. right now. You're like, wow, oh, like, yeah. cool. But also that, um, that learning, right? There's so much to learn. Mm-hmm. Uh, for me, it's been so amazing to learn all these new techniques, but also, like, learning how you can move your body For has right. been super cool. Like, I didn't know, like, you can move your hips in the middle there. Like, what? Yeah. Like, switching your hips? Like, that's crazy. Um, but also, the thing that I relate jiu-jitsu to dog training with, um, there's a couple people who have really talked about this a lot to me and josh and just to, in general uh, there's a guy named jay jack he is out of maine he owns a place called the academy which is a jiu-jitsu gym he's an old school black belt under a mall easton mm-hmm. so he's he's as legit as they come whenever we go to the conferences we always do jujitsu jitsu in the hallways or something like that mm-hmm. we'll roll in conference room on carpets and go, yeah burn up. yeah um but he he related because, you know, we, we use pressure in dog training, right? Yeah. We use physical pressure, spatial pressure, mechanical, electronic, whatever.
0: It's all communicating, right? That's Exactly. That's, yeah.
3: So when when I think about certain things in jiu-jitsu, like I'll pressure in a direction because I know you're going to pressure back. Right. Or pressure and release. Like I'll pressure real hard on your ribs, take your air away. Mm-hmm. And as soon as I release, you take a big deep breath, which means I get to pressure you it, again. Yeah. So it it helps you, it helps me, I should say, fine-tune a lot of the being subtle right subtle pressure Like, there's a lot going on when someone just is introducing a dog to a prong collar mm-hmm. it's very difficult to express that to someone that there's a lot going on there's a lot of subtleties Yeah, and that I think like with jujitsu is the same thing because like we can you and I can get in a both collar tie each other but one of us is going to fall down but it's who's the most subtle at right. selling it you know um, um. I kind of lost where I was going I was going to go back to something about something that mm. Wasn't that important? I'm sure it'll come back.
0: No, oh, we're talking about jujitsu. The yeah. end of jujitsu. Yeah, so we're gonna talk about that a little bit, but we're mostly talking about just uh, managing oh, that that's right. uh, managing like stress, managing that frustration.
3: Yeah, the emotional side. That's yeah, what I'm, yeah. So, have you competed yet?
0: I have not. I had to take some time off um, late last year. I got hurt. We bought this house. We moved in. Um, I just couldn't afford to go to jujitsu. Yeah. My right ankle took months to heal Ooh, yeah. and it was just it was kind of a perfect storm of like hey you got to cut jiu-jitsu out for right now mm-hmm. and then deal with it later in the year so that's where i'm at right now okay yeah i, I was going to compete last october yeah the at Buffalo? Riverworks. yeah yeah and i signed up and then i got hurt i um i took a really nasty spill on the mat uh sprained my ankle tore all the ligaments in it oh wow and um i was like yeah i was like i'm out of the meat or i'm out of the tournament and then a couple weeks later i got an email saying it was canceled because yeah. not enough people signed up i think it was a uh, fight family yeah and um, i was like all right i was like it worked out for me works for me yeah and i was like all right i was like uh, i'll set a goal maybe next year i'll get back into it and then i'll hopefully compete before 2019 yeah. but we'll see or before 2019 ends so we'll see we're getting married in september and I was like, I don't want to start up right before the wedding, so I can show up with a black eye. Yeah, because I showed up to my best friend's wedding last summer um, with a huge shiner, and um,
3: having explained that to everybody.
0: Yeah, I mean, it wasn't it wasn't the worst. Most people didn't even notice, but a lot of people did. Um, like my buddy didn't notice until uh, like halfway through the wedding. I think we were in the limo on the way to church uh, to the ceremony, and he's like, "What the fuck?" <laughs> And I was like, oh, yeah, by the way, I was like, I was, play fighting I was like, friends. dude, this literally happened like two days ago. I was like, it was a complete accident. I was like, uh, I was rolling with one of the girls, and she went to grab my lapel, and she's much smaller, but her elbow's just very pointy. Yeah. And she didn't hit, you know, she didn't mean to. She she went to go, like, reach around mm-hmm. and literally grazed under my eye. And I was like, ooh, I was like, all right, that kind of sucked. And then, uh, you know, we finished rolling, and then somebody else comes up to me, and they're like, hey, nice black eye. And I'm like, you've got to be joking me. I was like, two things. I was like, Gina told me. like She's like, listen, I don't care what you do. She's like, you can go get choked out every day. I don't give a shit. She's like, do not come home with a black eye. Do not come home with a missing tooth. Because those are two things that like when I was younger, when I wrestled in high school, and then going to hardcore shows, every day was either a black eye. I mean, I broke a couple teeth. And then she was like, you're almost 30. You have a job. People call you doctor when you go to work. She's like, (laughs) do not show up to work with a black eye. Do not show up with a missing tooth. And I was like, Yes, ma'am. Like, those are the two things. Like, mm-hmm. I, I promise you. And then this was a Thursday. Um, I come home, I look at my eye. It's just like black, like my eyelid, and like just a little bit under my eye. And I was like, all right. I was like, this isn't so bad. I was like, I can play this off. I can hide this. I wake up the next morning, it's gone. Friday morning. And I'm like, all right, not bad. Come Friday afternoon, the thing completely fucking like, swell up. Saturday morning, we're at my buddy's wedding, and my eye, I just have a ring around my eye, and I'm like, all right, uh-huh. like it is what it is. Yeah,
3: that's there's lots of yeah, lots of hickeys. On yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, there's lots of like, what's going on with your neck? Like, oh yeah, oh I got choked. Yeah, like oh, like yeah, you know. You can sure. hide
0: that, right? I mean, yeah. I wear a collared shirt to work, so that's not visible. But um, yeah, the black guy I was just like, you know what? Forget it. Mm-hmm. I was like,
3: I I pass a lot using like my head as pressure, mm-hmm. so I was getting ghee burn underneath my yeah eyes yeah, yeah. And on your forehead and stuff like that. Or you get those random bruises on your face that mm-hmm. you don't know you have until you go to scratch your chin. You're like, oh, wow, that, yeah. that hurt real bad.
0: I mean, I didn't roll long enough to get a lot. I mean, I got staff pretty early on. I got ringworm. Uh, turned out somebody had staff on their leg, Ooh, and they still came. Gross. Um, and I ended up getting it on my ear, and I thought it was ringworm. So I was treating it like ringworm. I was yeah. like, I've had a ringworm a thousand times in high school for wrestling. And I'm taking care of it. I'm, like, rubbing cream on it, clitrimazole. And it's spreading on my ear, mm-hmm. and I'm like, "Oh, I'm like this ringworm is really fucking bad." And Gina was like, "Doesn't look like ringworm." I was like, "You don't know." You don't I was know. like, "It's ringworm. Don't worry about it." And now it's burning. It feels like somebody's holding a lit match to my yep. like to my uh, top of my ear, and I'm like, "Oh, it's um, it's new ringworm." Yeah, I was like, "It's just it's fine. It's going away." Even though ringworm usually clears up in like two days. Yeah, it's been a couple of weeks, and I'm like, "No, no, no, we're good." And I'm lying to myself. She's like, "You gotta go." So I go to urgent care, and the lady walks in. She's like honey, you have staph. Yo. And I was like, fuck. So that cleared up, but then I, I started talking to a couple people because I took like a week off. They're like, where were you? And I was like, oh, I had staph on my ear. And they were just like, oh, yeah, that's been going around. They're like, this dude has it on his leg, this other one had it across his face, and I'm like, and you guys all knew.
3: Yeah.
0: I'm like, you're fucking disgusting. Yeah. I, I
3: literally just got over a staph infection a couple weeks ago. Yeah. I had it in my thigh, my upper thigh, and... uh Same thing. I was like, ah, no, I'm fine. I was like, I'm fine, I'm fine. And I was at Alex's house, and it was like 78 degrees in the house. Oh, my God. And I'm shivering. She's like, what's wrong? She's like, you're cold? I was like, yeah, it's cold in here. She's like, no, it's not. Like, no, it's cold. You're hot and cold and burning. And then I'm sweating. And then she's like, let me see your thigh. And I'll show her. And she's like, you have an infection. I was like, no, it's fine. It'll go away. That honeycomb appearance. Yep. Just pokes my thigh. Mm -hmm. And I fell. And I was like, okay, so we'll go to urgent care. Mm -hmm. And I go to urgent care. And she goes, "Uh, Mr. you that's a staph infection. (laughs) Yeah. And I was like, so
0: what do we do? Like, how much longer do I have before it becomes septic?
3: Yeah. I was like, so when, like, do you have to cut me open or what? And they just gave me a thousand milligrams of clindamycin and I took that and felt like <laughs> I was right dying. Up. Yeah, uh, But, yeah. So, dealing with frustration in jiu-jitsu, uh, the reason I asked if you competed is because I've competed uh, a handful of times now. Uh, locally and not locally. Globally. Globally. I mean, mm-hmm. Yeah. I went to Vegas <laughs> last year for the Masters World Championships which is like they did the Las Vegas Open and Masters mm-hmm. Worlds in the same same building and it was uh walking in there it was my first real IBJJF tournament so yeah like sanctioned by the International Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu Federation big big deal and I walked in and I immediately was like Whoo, this is overwhelming yeah like wow and like you're seeing grown men cry mm-hmm. over losing matches and am like man this is starting to hit me like wow this yeah is... because you you put so much of everything into this preparing for this
0: now are you naturally an anxious person or is now or now are you experiencing some anxiety even just like walking in
3: i'm not naturally anxious yeah but as i was walking in, i was starting to breathe Mm -hmm. a little bit hard like man you've been training your ass off for months yeah cutting weight you're here you're on weight and this is it and like wow and then all my some of my teammates were competing the days before Mm -hmm. and they you know they silver medals gold medals yeah winning and i'm like man i want to go out there and like my professor flew out from buffalo to coach and it was like this is a big deal yeah so we had a group of us going and you know i was up on day three or something and um match started off okay guy tried to throw me countered it i pulled guard because he was bigger than me and taller than me mm-hmm. and things were going well and i i, I can't remember what happened I think I remember rolling through. I rolled into 50-50 and attacked one of his feet. And as I turned my body, I separated my lower left floating rib. Ugh. I felt it pop. Yeah. And I just immediately was like, nope, can't do anything. Mm-hmm. And um, the guy choked me after that, which is yeah. fine because, like, I couldn't breathe. And the ref's, like, trying to grab my wrist to raise his hand. I'm like, don't fucking touch me right now. Like, I can't. <laughs> as soon as the match is over, I'm collapsing on the yeah. mat. And, like, people are helping me off. And I get off. And they're like, what happened? I'm like, my rib. And it was the worst thing I've ever yeah. felt, and and I think I, I remember getting back to our our uh, Airbnb and just sitting in the room crying, yeah. Because you know, I'm how old was I? It was last year? So I was thirty-two, mm-hmm. and I'm just thinking, like, you're a thirty-two-year-old man crying because yeah. you lost a jujitsu match, and I was like, man, but it was just so frustrating and so emotional that you put so much work into it right. only to have your body fail you, yeah. Which is why I started training with Jordan because it's like I, I, I this can't happen, yeah you know I I'm, I understand I'm pushing my body but this also can't happen yeah. but also that emotional side has crept into dog training because mm-hmm. now I'm starting to try and look to compete a little bit. I just bought a Malmois last year and we're doing some training with her to get her to yeah. compete and it's frustrating because it's like I know you know what I want you to mm-hmm. do but like you're just a dog and yeah uh, you want to take some sometimes i'll just go to the park with her and we'll start working and it's just not happening so i'm yeah. learning to just take a step back just i'll sit down mm-hmm. i'll call her over i'll put her in a down and i'm just like we're just gonna sit here and we're gonna kind of relate to each other a mm-hmm. little bit that's a i've been doing that a lot with my boredom trains too I'll, I'll have people meet me at the park instead of me going to pick them up right or drop them off at my home and like i just got this new dude benji in Super scared, and I just sat at Front Park with him for an hour and a half. Is he
0: the me. one you just muzzled up? Yep. Yeah.
3: Uh, his owners brought him muzzled because they were like, "Well, he's a potential for a bite." And I was mm-hmm. like, you know, "I really appreciate." Yeah. That. Yeah. Because I've had some clients who are just like, "Yeah, he bites," and then I will get to their house and they just let the dog go, and they're like, "I thought you wanted to see what she would do." I'm like, "No, no, no, yeah. no, no, no! Like, please don't let your dog run up to me and bite me. I don't like yeah. that." Um. So I just sat with him for an hour and a half, and I like to think that the dogs appreciate that. Yeah. I'm just, I'm not gonna touch you, dude. Just like, hang out near me all good
0: yeah Jeff Gelman always talks about like putting them in like a meditative state yeah like if you put them on like a structured walk or in a down state and you just make them just sit down you know mm-hmm. just do nothing and it knock I mean it knocks her out we'll go for a 20 minute walk and I mean structured like perfect heel right on my thigh mm-hmm. 15 20 minutes and she's exhausted after yeah. she's she's done Mental. but she's she's not a high drive dog so it's it's a little easy I mean as you can tell for those who done yeah she's i mean she's 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 asleep in her bed just passed out yeah. i mean that's that's her drive right there she's not a malinois for people who don't know what a malinois is it's a it's like if i I don't, I don't even know how to explain it like if you took a german shepherd and gave it a bunch of meth
3: yeah yeah if you built a german shepherd better and gave it a bunch of meth
0: it's like something the russians built in the 80s yeah essentially the just the belgians a, did it, mm-hmm. it Right. right right weird yeah um, just this torpedo
3: torpedo torpedo dog mm-hmm. and that's you know there's i saw a bumper sticker that's like malinois it's french for don't get one <laughs> i was like "Ha, that's funny and then i was like but it's true yeah like that i i don't i was i got lucky oki's not a total nut job mm-hmm. um she's not like she's doesn't get free she doesn't get to run around the house because she just will she's a bull right like if it's in her way she's going through it mm-hmm. like the other day i was like All right, i'll give her some free time in the house and we have a pretty large ottoman and she was on the other side of it and I was like, come here Oak and instead of doing what any normal dog would do and walk around it she just jumped five Mm -hmm. feet in the air over it and landed on me and she's like 60 pounds so she's not exactly tiny
0: yeah, Ruby loves jumping over the couch and by over I mean onto all the cushions Yeah, and just fucking crumbling everything just ruin
3: everything it's cool Mm -hmm. that's why we don't have nice things
0: and then rubbing her asshole on the couch
3: yeah, you have to Yeah. where else would you rub it? anywhere else and no, I'll, wherever you sit. Oh, you yeah. lay your head there? Cool. Yep. I'm going to drag yep. my ass gonna all along. I'm going to smear it. She yes. loves doing
0: that. You're a lovely creature. Yeah. Dogs are lovely creatures. They are. Aren't they? Um, I mean, they're okay. Yeah, you know, right. Noelle Naska. I do. Yeah. So she, um, she's got a Malinois. Very mm-hmm. competitive. Very, very high drive. Mm-hmm. And um, she just made an Instagram post, like, yelling at her. She's like, I fucking hate Malinois. <laughs> she's like, this is the last Malinois I'm ever going to get. It's,
3: it, it's frustrating. So, like. I can I feel the pain and the frustration of that because you just like these things get so. I think it's so much fun and challenging because they get into the state of mind that's just so over the top that mm-hmm. they just, they forget what to do, and mm-hmm. they just get so torqued up and like Oki's been she'll so bark and bark and bark for me to throw the ball but then the barks turn into like little bites and she's yeah. bit me straight up in the nipple before Jeez. like she's like yeah. calm down. And it's just like, you know how to get the ball. Yeah, just like, yeah. Listen to what I'm saying. If I say, I see, just put your ass on the ground. I'm just like, I just fucking can't. I have to scream and bark and...
0: <laughs> yeah, yeah, whine.
3: That creep, and it's like, oh my God. I think I think Noelle's in Belgium right now, right? With
0: I have no idea. A
3: friend of mine, um, Emily Emily Stoddard, went to go tr- um, do some, I think, Belgian ring with her dog, Keegan. Emily's okay. Emily's super cool. Um, but uh, Emily's from Chicago. She's trained, she has a... She's competing in like, like they did some 24 hour, like Belgian ring thing. And like, Jesus Christ. Yeah, it's pretty nuts. Yeah. But she's, she's super cool. What's the difference between
0: Belgian and French ring? Uh,
3: just different styles of, and Different rules. Um, I literally just went to a seminar in January and we explained, Mm -hmm. the guy talked all about it. Um, the bite, the suits are different. So in Belgian ring, there's padding on forearms and shins. Yeah. That's where the dogs bite. Okay. Whereas like with French ring, um, Whole bodies, so yeah. You know, just different exercises. Um, the one thing though, you can tell if it's a French ring trial or a Mondio slash Belgian ring trial, because the Mondio ring field looks like a junkyard. Okay. A Belgian ring field looks like a circus. Yeah. And French ring.
0: It's pretty clean, right? Nice and yeah. clean. Yeah.
3: Yeah, nice and clean. The f- French ring dogs tend to get pressured heavily, mm-hmm. so the the dogs look pretty shut down and stressed mm-hmm. when they're on uh, when they're competing, um, and those dogs are pretty nutty. It's right. um, that's, that's cool. They're cool yeah. to watch. Yeah, cool
0: for, to watch. for for anybody interested, YouTube, French Ring, Belgian Ring, whatever, yeah. just bite work. It's so cool.
3: It's super nice. And it
0: looks incredibly aggressive, but, I mean, those dogs are built for that, right? That's, yeah, yeah, that's
3: exactly what they're built for. There's, yeah. um, uh, look up Judo de Lucin if you're interested in seeing. He just won um, French Ring 3 in France a couple yeah. of months ago. Yeah. Um, uh, Lucyn is D-E space L-O-U-C-Y-N. Um, he is a dog from Lucyn, Malama, which is where I got Ogie from. Mm-hmm. And um, cool, cool dog. Yeah. And his owner, his owner slash trainer Joseph is fantastic. Very neat.
0: I want to much. talk about structure. Structure. Right? I, obviously, yes. I mean, we we're talking a little bit about, um, like, I, I don't even want to call it my experience, but I've only had one dog. This is the only mm-hmm. dog we've ever trained. And I'm obviously, like, I picked up right away how important structure is with dog training, right? Yeah. What's your take on structure? Again, you know, kind of going back to, like, our other question, like, how did you take the structure from dog training into real life?
3: That's a solid question. Yeah. Um, ask any of the women I've dated mm-hmm. how obnoxious I am in terms of routine and structure.
0: Isn't it the worst? Oh, my God. Gina hates me for that. Oh my God, She's good, imagine. and I am over the top. Gestapo, yes, hundred
3: yeah. percent over the top. Like, so when it came to let's let's talk about. So I'm training for the IBJJF Toronto yeah uh, tournament in September, and it I am so regimented in terms of my training and my mm-hmm. schedule. Like I'm waking up at seven, dogs go out, dogs get fed, you start stretching, boom, go for a slight jog, warm yourself up, take the dogs to the park, work mm-hmm. work all your board and work your dogs. You go work out and then you stretch again then you take an hour to just sit around and do nothing then immediately you're back to stretching working the dogs then you're training yeah and now my training will be a class right so it's a jujitsu class it's structured however the professor structures it but then once it comes to positional sparring i will put myself in a position for a week like okay if we're starting in closed guard, I'll purposely get to half guard and just reset it myself. Yeah. Just because this is what you want to work Are you
0: mainly like. doing gi or no gi right now? Um, both. Okay. Actually,
3: I'm splitting it evenly because the Toronto opens both gi and no yeah, gi. Yeah, yeah. Which is going to be fun. Mm-hmm. Um, so my training, and then like Tuesdays, strength and conditioning days, 7 o'clock, you're up. Let the dogs out. Go train with Jordan. Got the workout done. After that, you go work your dogs again. I basically have a calendar set up with an hour of everything I do. Mm-hmm. Right, And then like my training days are very, I can't like friends will be like, all right, what are you doing Friday? Like six, let's go grab a beer. Like no nope, open mat. Sorry. Yep. Can't do it. Yeah. Like, But well, you can miss open it. No, I can't, yeah. but you're not training for a turn. Yes, I can. Yes, I, <laughs> I have to like, I just, it has to be done this way or yeah. else you go crazy. I, I do. I yeah. go nuts. I lose my mind. If, if yeah. I'm given three hours to myself, I, I I don't know what to do. Yeah. What What is that, right?
0: You feel like you're doing. I mean, you're doing nothing, right? Yes, hundred percent.
3: Yeah, nothing. You could, which is why what I mentioned earlier about uh, Alex being so good at running her business like mm-hmm. that. She'll spend the time to write the emails and like edit them and and do the QuickBooks stuff and like. To me, I feel like I'm wasting my time doing that, even though I know I have right. to do that. Right. I know I have to do that. And I tell my clients all the time, like, if you text me or email me and I respond and it's short, it's not a personal thing. Mm-hmm. It's just I, I don't want to be bothered to sit down and write um, a yeah. five-paragraph long email. right? Like I just, hate
0: getting text messages I, and emails. I hate it. I don't know. Sometimes I enjoy it. Like, if it's a patient, I'm like, all right, this is cool. Yeah. I'm Because like, I know they trust my opinion, you know, outside of the office. Mm-hmm. But I'm like, if I get other text messages and phone calls, I'm just like, ah, I don't want to. I don't answer my phone
3: ever. I tell my clients, dude, don't call me. Like, if you want to talk to me, text me. Text me. Yeah. And we'll schedule a time because I don't want to answer my phone. I don't mm-hmm. want to talk. I'm probably busy. Yeah. I'm just doing something and I need to do that. I do most of my office work at red lights or driving to other, like, other lessons. Yeah. Or when I'm at the park, like, I'll be talking to a client and then I'll just be like, okay. Yeah. I'm like, so what we can do is set up Aussie. Good. Dabu. Like, what? I'm like, oh, I'm training my dogs. Yeah, yeah. Like, I have to be doing multiple things at once because that's how my brain works.
0: Are you ever off? Like, do you ever shut off? Do you ever shut down? <clears throat> at night. Yeah.
3: I I try and make sure I'm in my bed by 11 p.m. Mm-hmm. and giving myself time to uh, read, yeah. write, and enjoy what I like to do as a hobby, right? Yeah. So, um. Lately, like, one of my goals recently has been like learn the fretboard. I used to play guitar a lot, mm-hmm. and I kind of pushed all that stuff out of my head. Life yeah. got too busy and now I'm like, well, now you need to learn. Like, let's learn the fretboard. Let's learn all the notes, Let's learn all the scales, let's mm-hmm. learn the modes. So I've been dedicating time to spend, like every day to just that. Yeah, right and that's made a huge difference in terms of everything. Right? Yeah. I spend I give myself ten minutes to write every day. I don't give myself a topic whatever i'm feeling just that day, i just write that you keep a journal yep just how long doing. have you been doing that um two years now okay um you
0: feel like that's been a big help yes yeah.
3: tremendously one and i also i don't keep i keep a journal of just like what i'm like what i'm writing like what's what are you feeling that day um but i also have a little tiny notebook where i write little uh, a couple affirmations for myself okay. every morning yeah. it's the same thing i write the same thing mm-hmm. every morning just four lines just they're for me there to remind me of what i need to do yeah right and that i think you know i'm now on my like that's been going on since like november so we're approaching a year of that so i'm already at i think three notebooks filled wow and they're just little those little tiny spiral ones yeah but just like filling them
0: that's just... a common theme i hear a lot in people uh not just people i i, I want to say like uh people who are really good at managing stress anxiety um like Joey Diaz, for example, he's huge. Yeah. I mean, he, he's got like 20 years or something collected in notebooks of him just writing shit down. Yeah. He's like, without that, he goes without a pen and paper, he's like, I'd be dead. You that know? I hear that a lot from like a lot of successful people. Like just journal, like don't have a, an idea. Just sit down for five minutes, 10 minutes and just write whatever. Nonsense mm-hmm. doesn't make a difference. And yeah. a lot of comics will talk about, they're like, I'll wake up first thing in the morning, like before my coffee. Like I, I'm not even thinking straight and I just start writing I just start writing things down, and then I look at it later in the day, and I'm like, okay, how can I get some material out of this? You know, and yeah, I, yes. it, it, that, that's something I, I feel anxious to start, really, because I'm I'm naturally an anxious person. Okay, um, so for me to sit down and start writing things in my head makes me even more anxious, and then I'm like, mm, I'm not gonna write any of that down. You know, I, I keep yeah. I I keep logs, I keep logs for my lifting, mm-hmm. and then I was keeping. <clears throat> A journal for jujitsu at the time where i would come home and i'd write all the stuff that we did as detailed as i possibly could left hand goes on the right collar this goes here this goes there um and that was more so just for me to get that information out on a piece of right. paper but for me to sit down and write it just it stirs up this like weird anxiety i'm like oh, fuck i really don't want to know what's going on in my own head you right. know like yeah. let's leave it there well, let's yeah. push it in the back and then let's hopefully, I mean, it'll just bring its, you know, it'll come up in a month and then I'll have like a, like an emotional outburst at some point. Mm-hmm. And then I'll be good for another month, you know? I'm like, yeah, I'm like, I'm sure I could write it down, you know, because I know it works, but I don't want to even do that. So I'm just, I won't bother.
3: I think I, that used to happen a lot to me. be afraid to see, like, I didn't want to know what's going on in my own Right, life. right, right. Because sometimes you think of things and you're like, wow, I'm capable of thinking <laughs> of that? Like, Jesus. Yeah. Um, but... I, I set a timer for 10 minutes, and okay. I, it, it's helped me be able to turn that part off, Yeah. right? So instead of just, like, pushing it back, I'm like, it's out, and now it's off. Like, it's yeah. out, it's gone, it's done. Like, this is it. You can go Ten back and read it if you want. 10 so minutes. Take, that's yeah. it. Just boom, boom, boom. Mm-hmm. Um, I tried meditating. I'm not, for some reason, I'm not good at that.
0: I want to. So I, bad.
3: I tried Headspace, the app. Yeah. Yeah, and eh.
0: And then you realize how expensive it was? Well, yeah. Then yeah. I was
3: like, I don't need someone to, I don't need to pay for that. But then I just I, I just suck at sitting in silence mm-hmm. because I feel like I should be active. And I feel like uh, words are really important. Yeah. So they're communicating. And whether you're communicating with yourself or not, I don't know mm-hmm. what what I guess journaling would be constitute as communicating with whom. But I just write to yeah. write. Um, one thing I started to do, like Jordan used to have a whiteboard and he had thankful Thursdays. And I was like, well, I want to be thankful for something. Mm-hmm. So I'm going to write what I'm thankful for for certain people. And then... A few people wrote something back, and I was like, oh, that's cool. Like, I, I appreciate yeah. that, right? Um, it's, it's been helpful in terms of also, I've been delving into some, some literature that is not normally something I would read. Normally, yeah. i be reading some, some dumb Stephen King book, and I shouldn't say dumb because Stephen King's the best. But, um, like, I was reading a bunch of dog books about dogs and yeah. things like that and training because I'm always interested in that. But I started reading, I watched a Brene Brown TED Talk and she's the flavor of the month or flavor of the past couple months, these past few months. In the huge. dog training world? No, just in general. It's okay. Just talking about vulnerability and stuff like okay. that. And um, I, I dove into her book and I was just like, it fucked me up. <laughs> it was like super, like, was uh, just talking about how, well, an example was like, I'll set up the scene. There's a man in an Izod Polo, and if you've read Daring Greatly, you know exactly what I'm talking about. So there's an older man in an Izod Polo that came up to Brene Brown after her talk. Mm-hmm. Uh, his wife had just had Brene sign six or seven books of hers for his wife and his daughters, and he went up and said, like, you know, how come you don't talk about male shame? And she goes, well, I haven't really researched it a lot. Mm-hmm. And he said, well, that woman you just signed all the books for, and like, Signed it for her and my daughters, and the one thing that's you know I want you to know is that like they would rather see me die atop my white horse than watch me fall off, mm-hmm. and that's a burden I carry. And I was as soon as I read that I yeah. closed the book and I was like, wow, I can relate way too much to that. Time for bed. Yep. Like yep. time to just put this book down for four months and mm-hmm. never look at it again. <laughs> I got back to it the next day, but it was just to to hear someone else vocalize that it was just like, damn, yeah, wow. So that's been kind of in the back of my head is just trying to open myself up and help like, talk to people just be better at talking to people and just let people in Like i, I feel like facebook these days is just like one giant overshare because mm-hmm. um, we all have those people on our friends list that we don't really know but you know that they're dealing with some sort of weird medical condition and Yeah. I'm like, well, how the fuck do i know that like yeah. why do i know that And i don't think i should know that. yeah should i yeah. Yeah. yeah i don't mean be vulnerable like that but i just mean like letting people know like hey man like what you said the other day was Rather upsetting to me This is why I was upsetting Yeah And just getting that out Instead of just like Yeah But it's In terms of helping with dogs That Has helped me tremendously Just like It's not When When the dog's fucking up It's not the dog Right It's not It's you Yeah You did it wrong You taught the dog wrong Yeah You're not communicating properly Like gray There's no gray areas Mm -hmm. I don't like gray areas Dogs can't handle gray areas Right
0: Dogs are very binary, black yeah, and white, right? Black and white. Yeah. It's got to be black and white. Yeah. And
3: I express that to people all the time because humans love gray areas. Mm-hmm. We love playing that game of, like, what if, what someone, if, yeah. like, oh, well, she's sitting with her legs crossed. Does that mean she's not into me? Like, <laughs> you know, my fiance, my girlfriend's not really, like, talking to me today. Yeah. Does that mean she's mad? Yeah. Um, people love that yeah
0: dogs can't do that they're just so fucking unbiased right yeah dogs are straight up just
3: like listen you fuck up they'll let you know (laughs) or right that's what that's what's fun about some dogs are like i learned that really quick like if you put too much pressure on a dog they'll let you know yeah you know and they're like oh there's teeth in my leg like whoops Mm -hmm. too much too soon yeah my bad
0: I, i think the best thing i ever learned was your dog has to know the difference between yes and no yes and i was like holy shit that's it Like, yeah, at the end of the day, it's either yes or it's either no. It's not sort of, yeah, not so bad. It's either yes or no. Sometimes you can do
3: that. Like, no, you either can or you can't. Mm -hmm. And that's, to me, a really uh, something we can definitely pick up from dogs for sure. Like, yeah, like, uh, you can do that. Mm -hmm. Or, no, you just can't do that. Yeah.
0: Okay. I just, uh, like, that current theme of learning how to communicate is just such a big thing.
3: Communication. Yeah. Clear communication is the key. Mm Mm-hmm. Uh, One thing I tell everybody, all my clients that I'd love to say is, you'll never have to explain to your dog why. Mm -hmm. Which is, to me, I'll always explain why we're doing some sort of technique for training or whatever, why we'll do this for this. Um, But in relationships with people, we always like, well, why do you feel that way? And it's like, I don't know. But with dogs, you can be like, no, you can't do that. Well, why not? They'll never ask you why. Mm -hmm. Because I said so. Mm -hmm. That's a good enough reason.
0: Yeah. I'm sure I'll have a couple of people out, you know, who's listening with uh, some less than stellar dogs. Um, And again, I didn't want to make this to a dog training podcast. You know, we're just just talking. Um, But there's a lot of people out there who look towards purely positive dog trainers. Now, a purely positive dog trainer is somebody who doesn't teach their dog. No. Right. Right. There's no punishment. And that word punishment might be somewhat of a trigger word when it comes to dog training. Right. And and, and again, I really don't want to go too deep into that because there's a ton of other people. I mean. I got one dog trainer in front of me. There's a million other dog trainers out there who will teach you the definition of what punishment is for a dog, but it's just an unfavorable outcome, right? Absolutely. And that could just mean, like, some overpressure on the collar or um, using an e-collar, or whatever, whatever. It doesn't make a difference. But um, so purely positive are people who don't want their dog to ever feel any discomfort, essentially. Right. Is that safe to that, – That's safe yeah. to say, yeah. Yeah how do you feel? Cause I know, I know like now with so much social media out there and such big proponents like Jeff Gelman, who's, you know, a balance trainer, who's very much into teaching your dog. No, very much. into teaching your dog that if you're going to do something that sucks, I'm going to make it suck even worse. If you're going to put your mouth on me, like I'm going to use the shot collar and it's going to suck for two seconds of your life. And then you'll know to not try to bite me again. Um, I don't know where I was going with this, but I guess like that purely positive community out there, like what should people look out for? You know? And I, I mean, not to say that purely positive is the worst thing in the world, but you know,
3: if I could train every dog without having to correct them at all, I mm-hmm. would, I don't like correcting dogs. I never have Yeah. one thing that I don't, I just don't like to do it. Right. Mm-hmm. If you feel weird about it. Right. You're like, damn, I just caused this dog a great deal of discomfort. Yeah. Um, the thing that I always express to everybody is that you have to know that corrections are not personal, right? They're not personal offenses. Yeah. I'm not upset at your dog. You're not upset at your dog. You may feel a certain way about the dog's behavior, but you have to keep in mind that the dog's just reacting. Dogs are very reactionary in nature, mm-hmm. right? They do this because it feels good. They do this because they feel threatened. Yeah. So we have to form our relationship with our dog before we do anything I've been going, I've been branching out into doing more and more longer packages of lessons because I don't think you can accomplish a lot in one hour with a dog. Right. Not true. That's, that's a false statement, but it's also a true statement. You, I can get a dog walking on a leash properly in five, ten minutes. Mm-hmm. So what? The dog just knows, like, oh, shit, I better get my shit together or else it's going to suck. Yeah. I don't want to do that. Mm-hmm. I think if someone's looking for a dog trainer, you have I would vet them, talk to them. One question I get a lot is: "Is this, is this what you do full time?" Yeah, I'm like, "Yeah, this is what I do." They're like, "Oh, okay, so like you must be successful." Like, I, I guess, but I also just don't know what else to do. Like, right? I, I can't do anything else. I need to do this.
0: Everybody's definition of success is a little different, exactly.
3: too. Exactly. Right. Like I can eat. Mm-hmm. My dogs can eat, so I guess I'm successful. But it, it's a matter of I, I like the word the term consequences mm-hmm. versus punishment. Okay. But because whatever punishment's a scary word. When yeah, yeah, for you, sure. You know well Because you know, when I'm 33. Punishment for me when I was younger was like a, a swift backhand. Oh yeah, like whoop! I fucked up. Mm-hmm. Like, I think my dad slapped me in the head one time, and I was like, "Oh shit! Okay, I get it." Yeah. Like, don't do that. Um, but with a dog, it's it's. There's a method to teaching the dog, right? So we have to form a relationship first, and then we have to teach the dog what we like, and then we have to teach the dog what we don't like. And I like to think that the way I've structured my training methods is that I, we, I introduce stress slowly mm-hmm. right? because I'm not going to just throw a leash, a pronk on a dog and just start crashing Overwhelm them, them, yeah. Right? Because that's going to get me bit. That's going to get the dog fucking stressed. Uh, but now there are some times when there are dogs that you straight up pick up the leash and the dog's like, all right, I'm going to fucking kill you. Like, oh, shit. Like, yeah. okay, like now I need to it's either defend yourself or get fucked up. Yeah. And in that type of scenario, like, yeah, it, it sucks. I've, I've had dogs come after me in lessons, and I've had like owners start crying, and they're like, "The dog's choking!" And it's like, "Well, like, trust me, I know, right? right? Like, I'm holding your dog away from me. I don't yeah. want to get bit because getting bit by a dog sucks, especially if the dog's committed. Oh yeah, right. Having a dog just give you one of those like, ah, get away from me bites. Mm-hmm. It's like, okay, like that was dumb. I went a little too far. Um, but if the dog's like, no, 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 I'm gonna hurt you. Like, yeah. that's scary because like a forty pound dog can kill you no problem. Oh yeah. People tend to forget about these things, but also, it's important that you vet your trainer. Like, what style of training do you use? Do you use e-collars? Do you use prong collars? If the answer is yes, well, why? Like, how do you use them? Don't let some... I don't think you should let... If someone says that they use Mm e-collars, you should be like, well, how do you use it? Right. Why do you use it? Why? And there are two things that I will just simply correct a dog for. If you try and bite me, or you do bite me, or you bite somebody, Mm -hmm. there's a correction for that, plain and simple, because those are that can't happen again because it's it's life saving right right like if your dog bites multiple people your dog gets killed yeah no question sorry to say it and that can be prevented by correcting dog just you bite no we can't do that Mm I'm like look dude I don't know you you don't know me but you can't do that because it's gonna get like dealing with a lot of dogs from shelters they're just like they're scared and they're they want to bite and you know blah 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 do you
0: do a lot of shelter work
3: here and there yeah um it gets tough because they get to they contact you like hey we need a board and train now right it's like Whoa. yeah you gotta give me a little notice right um, but vet your trainer talk to them mm-hmm. right like I, I, I don't do consultations because for me this is my personal opinion but like what can I tell you about your dog that you know that I don't know mm-hmm. right like I'll meet with you and you want to, if you want to talk to me on the phone or you want to talk in person yeah we'll talk about training yeah. and all that good stuff you can see where my head's at in terms of how I would train your dog but like I don't need to see your dog being a shithead right like I, I know that's like, why you're calling right exactly yeah. like you're, let me guess your dog's misbehaving okay <laughs> like that's what I'm here for yeah like, I don't need to see him do it I know exactly what they're doing I know how to fix it um, like if you don't like and I, I tell my clients all the time, like, if you're uncomfortable with anything I'm doing, like, let me know. We'll talk about it. Mm-hmm. Right. Like, let's sit down and have a conversation. And I've, I, I don't, this isn't a boast, but like, I've had a lot of people who, are like, I don't want to use prong collars and e collars. I'm like, well, why don't, like, just let's give it a chance. Like, look at this. I want you to feel this. I want yeah. you to see this and see how your dog reacts to that. And people are like, holy shit, this is so different. It works. Yeah, absolutely. Like, I won't put in, uh, I sell e collars, but mm-hmm. you don't get one unless you're doing lessons. Yeah. Right. If someone's like, well, oh, I want to buy an e collar. Like, okay go for it yeah you're not going to get it from me because i won't have my name attached to that mm-hmm. i need we're doing a lot of work too. and i'll have clients who are like all right we're on our second lesson where's the e-collar like no 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 Yeah. we're like i'll put an e-collar on a dog day one if it's trying to kill me yeah and then it's like okay like, this is just an extra layer of security for me um i posted a picture of that board and trained dog benji mm-hmm. i got him and the first thing i do is put an e-collar on him and used it yeah I haven't put it on him since. Just get him comfortable with it. I just want him to wear it. I want him to know that mainly it's for keeping him quiet in yeah. the crate, if he was loud. And I'll just use the vibrate on the collar mm-hmm. most of the time anyway to do that just because, like, hey, I need you to know that if you're barking in your crate, something's going to happen. And in yeah. the beginning, it's just vibrate and your head's going to feel weird. And, but <clears throat> establishing a relationship is the most important thing. Um, however, I can confidently say that pure positive dog training is not going to be the most successful, and for ninety nine percent of the dogs, mm-hmm. um, there's a trainer I really looked up to named Susan Garrett. She wrote a book called Shaping Success, which is a fantastic book, and everybody should yeah. read it. She did Tim Ferriss' podcast, okay, um, and her views of punishment were so askew that it was like almost upsetting for me to listen to, and I was like, <laughs> I can't follow her anymore, mm-hmm. right? She was talking like she was. Like, comparing punishment like physical punishment to a dog for like if a cop pulled you over and shot your dog in your back seat. Wow. Well, I'm a like, little... holy like holy shit. Like yeah. whoa 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 whoa. Like I'll correct Roland for lunging for doing something fucking dumb. Mm-hmm. But I'm talking like an e collar level twenty. Like yeah, let's yeah. chill out here. Like enough of a correction for him to be like, ooh, shouldn't have done that. <sighs> Next time I'll think about it. Not shooting. I'm not gonna kill it. That's insane. Right. And but ugh. When you're able to manipulate your environment so much that your dog cannot fail, mm-hmm. yeah, you can be pure possum. She's working with high-drive border collies. Yeah, like, she's got her farm set up, and like, the world is stressful. Yeah, and it's just getting more and more stressful. So when we're bringing our dogs into this world, your dog has to learn how to experience stress and learn how to deal with it themselves. Mm-hmm. Because mommy and daddy aren't just like the kids. Mommy and yeah. daddy aren't gonna be there forever, right? You know, when you go to school? go to school and you can tell who's been sheltered their entire life Mm -hmm. and now they're alone at college and they're like this is overwhelming (laughs) right like yeah i know this is life so when you get a dog and you don't share it with the world you don't let it experience the world you get a dog who's oh shit this is stressful yeah and like the biggest stressor that you might experience from a pure positive trainer might be the removal of food and it's like okay like tell the dog sit dog doesn't sit you take the food away yeah Dog goes okay. Cool, yeah, not that bad. I'm like not that big of a deal. I can deal with this. Um, and like there's a there's the war on tools that's going on, mm-hmm. and and I get that. I, I certainly get it because you know, misusing these tools, these tools can be dangerous. Tool's a tool. A tool's a tool. I could, like a screwdriver wasn't intended to murder, but you can do it with yeah. it. Same thing with a hammer. Mm-hmm. But you have to. You have to find that trainer who works for you. But and that's why when people talk to me about things, I, I'm open and honest with you. Just like, Yeah, yeah like I will use an e-car on your dog. Sure. And they're like, Well, I don't want to. I'm like, Well, why not? Like, what do you mean why not? I'm like, well I wanna know. Like, let's talk about it. Let's open ourselves up to what we can do here.
0: Yeah. Um yeah, I don't wanna get like I said, I didn't want to get too yeah. much into dog training, but I feel like we covered a good amount. Yeah, now you have your own dog training
3: podcast. I do. It's called Philosophers and Madmen. I, I Josh and I do it. Okay. Um, we're really bad at doing it. I think our last episode was Michael Ellis of in 2018 or 17. <laughs> yeah. We had like yeah for two dudes who can like we can call large names like Michael Ellis and yeah course, Mickey we, we're really bad at recording uh because every time we, and I, it's not like I don't see Josh every other day. Mm-hmm. He's like, "Yeah, man, we should do a podcast." I'm like, "Yeah, dude, let's record." And then shit happens. Yeah. And they're like, "Sorry, dude. Like, forgot. Like, sorry, dude. This happened."
0: Yeah, I did one last week, and that was probably five months in between the one I did last week and the one prior to that. And uh, yeah, no, I get it.
3: Yeah, it's and it's when when you think about it too, it's like like how hard was it to organize this podcast right now? Not hard at all. I think there was four text messages and direct message. Where when do you want coffee? That's it. That's it, and that's that's really all it mm-hmm. takes. And recording is not that difficult, and yeah. uploading it to iTunes isn't that difficult. No,
0: no. This this whole process is going to take me two hours between yeah. the recording, the editing, the uploading. It's like a two three hour process. Yeah. It's not so bad on a I mean, Sunday,
3: yeah. Yeah. and but you know, it's stressful. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> um, I just want to ask you yeah. a couple of rapid fire questions. Yep. Take as long or as little as you want. Oh, I'm into it.
0: Uh, advice for someone looking to succeed in dog training.
3: Ooh find a good mentor and be fucking obnoxious Mm -hmm. be obnoxious i am if i want to know shit and you know it i will be unrelentless. i I need to know Uh, i would text josh all the time call him but do your research yeah learn and don't be afraid to ask questions
0: when i was an intern or when i was doing like my clinical rotations while i was in grad school um that was my thing i just kept asking 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 yeah and then I graduate I get this job and now there's interns at the site that I'm at or you know at my clinic and they're not my interns they're my boss's interns I don't mm-hmm. need interns I'm not busy or successful enough but you know they'll come up to me because I'm only two and a half years removed from them mm-hmm. so they feel a little more relatable to me because yeah. I'm you know just fresh out of school Um. and like they'll ask and they're like do you have any advice for me and I'm like never stop asking you can ask me all the questions you want. If I don't know, I was like, I have three other chiropractors that I work with. Ask any of them. Absolutely. If they don't know, there's. I mean, yeah, just keep asking. Like, there's, And, it, you know, it sounds a little cliche because, like, growing, you know, in school, teachers are always like, there's no such thing as stupid questions. And, like, there's really not. No. I mean, unless it's so overly fucking idiotic. But yeah. for the most part, like, if you have good intent, right, it's no stupid yeah, if questions. If you just yeah. want to know, you yeah, want to know. and ask.
3: That's, that is – that's how you learn shit. Yeah. Right? Like, I think one of the questions – we asked Michael Ellis, was like, hey, man, what book should we read? Mm-hmm. And he straight up emailed us a list of 25 books. Yeah. Like, dope. Like, that's what I want to know.
0: Monks and Usky? Yep. Yeah.
3: I, we actually uh, hung out. Uh, we flew to the one conference with Brother Christopher. Wow. And we talked to him for a while, and he's really cool. Do you know the nuns make cheesecake?
0: I did not.
3: Yeah. So if you go visit them. Like, I have
0: the books, but I, I don't think I saw that part in you there. You can
3: go to the monastery mm-hmm. and the nuns. Sell cheesecake. That's awesome.
0: So for, for those who don't know, it's Monks of New Skeet, S-K-E-T-E. It's a monastery in somewhere upstate New yep. York. Upstate New York. And it's, what what is it? It's just a bunch of, are they're they monks. priests? Monks. They're, yeah, monks. they're monks. They train. Um, German shepherds. So they train and
3: breed German shepherds. And like if each monk gets a dog yeah. to train and it's So it's there's cool.
0: three books. I have two of them. One is like uh, Becoming Your Dog's Best Friend and then Raising yeah. a Puppy. And they're yeah. really, I mean. Really fantastic books. They teach you how to communicate, right? That's I, at least that's what I took from it. Was like, yeah. how do you talk to your dog without using language? You know, just using Absolutely. emotion and leash and this and yeah. And it was just some. I feel like some of the stuff in there is a little outdated. Really? Um, but I'm not a dog trainer, so I can't say. But like, there were some things in that were just kind of funny. It was just like, yeah, he goes, leave your dog outside, 24 hours a day. <laughs> it was like, yeah, we leave our dogs in a pen outside and we give them a piece of nylon. And I'm like, all right. I'm like, she's comfortable at home. I'm like, I'm not gonna leave her outside in the yard uh, all day when I'm gone. But yeah, like you know something. But I, otherwise, I think the books were fantastic. That's
3: some and- old, uh, old, William Keeler shit. Yeah. The art, uh, yeah, William Keeler. For those of you who don't know, Bill Keeler and dog training, look it up. Yeah. The that's all the, the the Keeler method of dog training was the. Is like the official first dog training book. Yeah, I've heard
0: a little bit about it. I know he was... And it was old school, brutal. Yeah. Like,
3: one of the things he always said was just, yeah, put your dog outside for two hours. Mm -hmm. Don't talk to it. Don't look at it. Don't Mm -hmm. do anything. Then go get it. Do work. Mm -hmm. It's like, okay.
0: Yeah. What? Play a little hardball. Yeah, really. Uh, Anything you would have done differently up until this point? I know that's kind of a general generalization, but...
3: Uh, I would not have gone to school. I would have fought a lot harder to not go to school. Yeah, uh, That is one thing I can say, and I don't want to encourage. Not like to, college, like, you mean? Yeah, college. Co- yeah. college like, um, I originally went to college to play baseball. Okay. Um, I, was in, I was a collegiate athlete, but I got hurt. Um, but that was the whole reason I went. Yeah. Um, I, I don't think, you know, I'm not getting into that whole thing, but College isn't for everybody, mm-hmm. and like, yeah, I I passed all my courses and everything. I never went to the library. I never stepped foot in the library in yeah. college. I had a three point six. Yeah, I had, I'm, but I know how to play the game. And to me, it was just like now I'm paying for it literally monthly. Yeah, and that's money I could be saving for when I'm old and decrepit and can't walk. Yeah. Don't go to college. Yeah, don't don't do drugs and skip school. No, um. I don't want to encourage anybody to do that, but, like, there are, like, there's no, like, I'm a dog trainer. Like, there's no school for that. There is a school for that, but if you go and pay money for that, you're wasting your money, too. Mm -hmm. Uh, There's no certification for that. Just go fucking do it. Right? Find somebody who will entertain your madness because that's what it is. (laughs) Yeah. And do that. Don't go into $30,000 in student loan debts. Right? Yeah. Unless you're, I mean, you're a doctor. (laughs) Well, it doesn't pay. Well, yeah, well, yeah. that's, right, like, my dad always told me, be an electrician or a plumber, and I was like, "Dad, I don't want to do that shit, and yeah. I'm like, fuck, I should have yeah, done that. Yeah, I should have
0: went into a trade. I always tell Gene, I'm like, if we ever have kids, I'm like, and they don't express any interest in college, like, I'm not going to be the first one to push them there. No. Especially no. now, like, you know, she, she's finishing up her master's in 72 hours, like, in three days. She's oh, going to cool. be done with her master's, but, you know, a lot of that, a lot of the reason she got it was because her bachelor's didn't mean shit anymore. Right. You know what I mean? People are like you need 20 years of experience and six degrees for you to get an entry level position. Yeah. To like make no, 35,000. Yeah, a nobody year. gives a shit about you, like, exactly. you know. And um I mean, I'm fortunate enough that I stuck stuck it out. You know, it's not like I really wanted to be in school for an, an additional 4 years after undergrad. Um but I mean, I did it. You know, it's not like it was incredibly hard. It was just mm-hmm. incredibly annoying. It was a huge pain in the ass it, for 4 that's years. exactly what it is. And then a couple hundred thousand dollars in debt. And yeah. then I'm like, fuck. I'm not having fun right now. Yeah, It's like okay. an exercise yeah. in futility. Mm-hmm.
3: How much debt can I accumulate?
0: A lot. Yeah. Absolutely okay. a lot. It's amazing.
3: It is amazing how much debt yeah. you accumulate from just showing up to a class <laughs> to see and post it on the door saying mm-hmm. it's canceled for the day. Yeah. Oh, nothing made me so unhappy that yeah. I'm doing that. That's
0: where your money goes.
3: Yeah. Um,
0: Any profound negative experiences that have shaped you?
3: Ooh, that is a... Big one. Hmm. Not one experience I can think of off the top of my head. Yeah. But when I was young, my dad was constantly late for everything. <laughs> always. hmm So if we ever work together, you'll notice. You know the time I arrived today? Nine forty-four. Yeah. I am always early or dead on time. Yeah. And that is one thing that has always stuck with me. Like. I'm not that guy who's like, if you're early, you're on time. If you're on time, you're late. But, like, no, seriously, I'm never going to be fucking late. Yeah. And if I am, you're getting a phone call, and I'm apologizing (laughs) profusely, and I feel like if I'm late for something, I'll feel rushed for the whole day. Right. I hate that. It's such a shitty feeling. It is. You know, that that goes back to that whole rules and structure. Mm -hmm. Like, if I'm two minutes late, like, meeting my friends out for lunch, yeah, guys, be there at 1230, okay? It's like 1225. I'm like, guys, I'm here. Where are you? Oh,
0: it's the fucking worst. We went out to dinner a couple weeks ago with a bunch of us and uh you you remember Artie? yeah so he's like yeah he's like meet us at uh topo thin man the one on chandler street it's like five minutes from his house he's like everybody let's meet at i don't remember eight o'clock so i get there we got a table there was like four of us already sitting down like dude where are you like you live five minutes away like you have no fucking excuse you showed up 15 minutes late i gotta can't handle it yeah i'm like dude you like you could see your apartment there i see it i was like we came from the south it was a half hour away I was like, "Where the fuck are you?" And he's just like, "I'm on my way." I'm like, "No, you're not." I'm you're like, "You're at you. home." You're fucking liar. You're sitting yeah. on your couch. Yeah. So if you're already if you're listening to this, I don't know. Fuck you. Arty. Yeah. No. And I'm and he shows up 15 minutes late. and I'm like, "Fuck,
3: man, I hate this." No, I know. Yeah. I Can't. Like, I hope he's
0: listening. I I really I want too. him to know how much I hate him.
3: I do. Already, I yeah. hate you. I haven't seen yeah. you in a bit, and we were really good playing hockey together, but I hate you. Yeah. Yeah. No, I can't. It's like, I think it's funny to me. Sometimes clients will show up like 15. I've had clients show up like 30 minutes late. Hmm. And then, like, after 30 minutes of working with them, I'm like, all right, so, like, here's your homework. Yeah. I'm like, we've only been doing it for 30 minutes. I'm like, yeah, no, 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 you paid me for an hour. <laughs> so, like, yeah. I was playing with my dogs for that 30 minutes you weren't here. Yeah. Sorry. I hate it. Sorry, fan.
0: I deal with a lot uh, with people who run late to my clinic or no-shows. That's my favorite when people just don't show up.
3: I had one client. I don't call and confirm or text and confirm my lessons, which mm-hmm. I know, I know, I know. Um, I just don't want to. Like, right. you're a fucking adult. You're yeah, you're an adult. And I actually did call her. She was like, yep, we're all good. See you tomorrow. <laughs> I show up to her house, and the cleaning lady answers, and she goes, oh, she's in Florida. I was like, what? She's like, yeah, she's been in Florida for a week. I was like, are you fucking kidding me? <laughs> like, I just talked to her yesterday. Yeah. Go, she goes, yeah, she's in Florida. And I was like, oh, my God. I'm Like, <sighs>
2: Yeah
0: breathe then breathe out
3: yep that's that's and i drove to clarence hollow for it so it's a nice 35 40 oh, minute drive just like
0: just typical fucking north Downers.
3: Yeah, typical Ugh. yeah whatever uh, i live what does the future hold um i'm trying to expand my business i want to i want i want a facility and i don't want a facility right i want to be able to i want to a place to call my own because
0: you're just doing everything out of we're doing everything right on the house yeah
3: and um i'm going to parks and i travel for private lessons mm-hmm. um the idea of being in one specific having to be in one specific place all day kind of scares me because that goes back to like oh you've got a normal job now but yeah. like i wanted to expand the business in terms of so i can take on more and do more right um i was thinking about getting a dog walk like hiring independent contractors to walk dogs and offer that as a service that'd be nice because yeah. a lot of people could use that i'm sure right because there's a lot of people that do rover and wag for these things mm-hmm. And like i've had i've heard stories of people like working from home and then person no shows and still charges them to walk their dog and I'm yeah. like, that's fucked up that's rude and i just want it to be reliable and i want someone to know like you know like you're in the hands of of a professional mm-hmm. like i want i want to train people I want to teach really is what I like to yeah. do, right? The the thought of teaching other dog trainers makes me happy. So when I get those clients who are like, yeah, like I want to know more about this. I'm mm-hmm. like, Ooh, you just opened up a can of worms. <laughs> yeah. You're not ready for this. Yeah. And then uh, that, I, I want to continue to do this. And eventually I'd like to title a dog in, in Mondial Ring. That'd be awesome. That would be really cool. Just for no other reason other mm-hmm. than to say that, like, yeah, and, like I fucking did it right. You're. That the the competition's designed to test your training and right. I, I want to be I want to be the best that I can be. Yeah. You know, I want to really what I'd like to do is open up a, a dog training facility and a gym. A jiu-jitsu gym, I feel like that'd be like that's the
0: dude in the south town so I have somewhere to go. Yeah, right. That'd be fantastic cuz I have nowhere to do jiu-jitsu out here really. Yeah, There's not I like... mean whatever that's we'll we'll talk about that when the mics are off but I got like one place, and I'm not really supposed to be going there because the owner is a little sketchy. So I'm not trying to. You
3: can't see you guys are listening to a podcast, but I'm yeah. shaking my head left and right.
0: So we'll we'll talk about that later. But um, yeah, where can people find you?
3: You can find me at buffalok9 dot com. That's the letter K number nine dot com as my website. You can find me on Instagram at the art of dog. It's uh, there's an underscore and under or between each word so it's the underscore art underscore of underscore dog and my phone number's on there which is scares me every day (laughs) but you can shoot me an email at dave at dot com, or just get my phone number off the website and shoot me a text
0: have you gotten any
2: hate
3: um a little bit Mm -hmm. i actually did get my first first like hate message yeah um posted an Instagram story of me like playing with Roland with my hands mm-hmm. just, like slapping around he was just like having fun like biting at yeah. me and like and someone was like you really shouldn't do that with your dog he's gonna become aggressive and what if he <laughs> bites a kid and like what if he bites you and I was just like I really I just put yeah. what? <laughs> and they're like well you're teaching him that it's okay to put his teeth on people I'm like okay okay yeah I was like yeah that's okay that's fine I was like I trust him she, mm-hmm. I'm glad you trust your dog so, so every
0: like, time your dog eats he learns that he could bite right yeah and Dogs get hit by cars. They're fine. They're resilient. Yeah,
3: exactly. exactly. They're not made of glass. Right? And it was just this whole... Like, there's this whole thing. Like, there's definitely baiting questions. And I was just like, I'm not going to participate yeah. because I don't care enough. Right? Facebook and Instagram and social media are so full of dog training gurus and all this horse mm-hmm. shit. And, like, just follow my Instagram page and see cool pictures of dogs. Mm-hmm. I post a little bit of training advice. If you want to talk about training, contact me. Yeah. Right? Like, I don't have...
0: I mean, it helps you got two beautiful dogs. Well, thank you. Rollin's well, got like, that goofy... He's got
3: that goofy fucking eyeball. And, yeah,
0: he's got that cross-eye yeah, going right. on. And then you got Oki, that's a...
3: She's a beautiful little lady. She'll yeah. be a year Roll old it. next month. Holy shit. How fucking weird is that? Mm-hmm. That freaks me out. Yeah. yeah. And Roland's going to be seven. That also freaks me out. <laughs> I only have The only anxiety I really get is when I look at my dog... When I look at Roland and I'm like, I am now one day less without you in my yeah. life. And that fucking... That's too morbid. I don't like that. (laughs) Onwards and upwards.
0: Yeah. So check out Dave's Instagram, dog training, for all your dog training needs. Yeah, absolutely. He'll come over. I will. Whip your dog into shape.
3: We'll whip him into shape, not with a whip. We'll literally talk about food and leash, and we'll... Honestly, I'll make you love your dog. That's all I'm here for, is just I hated her. I hated her the first few months. I I fucking hated Roland so much. That's... And it's so funny, because people can relate to that, like... I tell people I'm like the first three weeks of having Roland, I cried every night, thinking Thank you. like I want to get, I want to give, give him back.
0: I cried so much. Oh
3: my god, it's and I did. I was like, yeah, fuck. I'm like, but like I can't do this. Like, yeah, I I gotta do right by him. So that's what made me mm-hmm. do this. Was just like, yeah, that dog, which is why he's tattooed on my leg twice. Right, <laughs> he's got a thug portrait with a chain, and he's got a handsome portrait yeah. with his little his nickname of Dingus.
0: Dingus. She was uh, Gino was working nights when we adopted her. And I just started working, so my schedule was not that busy. I had a I had a lot of time on my hands, which was perfect because I got to spend a lot of time with her and, you know, start our very basic sit, yeah. lay down, whatever training. So that was nice. But I would come home from work, you know, go to the gym or whatever, and then she was at work. She would work from two to twelve or whatever the shift was, I don't remember. So I'm by myself with this dog. This dog couldn't have weighed more than 20, 30 pounds at the time, and she was a fucking nightmare. Dude, oh. I cried. Yep. I would text her and I'm like, We gotta I was like, you got. I don't know what we're gonna do we with this had dog." A conversation about this. Yeah, I was like, "We gotta, like, there's gotta be like a 30 day warranty on this thing." I was like, "We gotta fucking return her." I was like, "I'm gonna euthanize her tonight by yeah, myself. Like I'm, I'm going to drown kill her, her in a tub." I was like, "Yeah, yeah." And I remember there was one night specifically. She, uh, she was on the couch because, like, I didn't know anything about anything. Like, like I said, I think all I knew at the time was sit down. That's it. And there was no structure. There was no training. There was no anything. All I knew, that was it and she, she's on the couch, and she just gets the zoomies, she gets up, and now she's bolting in, in our apartment, and I'm freaking out, because there's no calming her down, and she's running back and forth, barking, running and barking, and I like text Gina, and I was like, this dog's gotta have rabies, I was like, there's no other explanation as to why she's acting like this, I was like, we're yeah. getting, I was like, I have to fucking put her down. Like, she's going to start foaming at the mouth. Like, I'm going
3: to have to kill her. I now. cried.
0: I cried so many nights oh, in a row with God. this dog. And yes. then we started a little bit of training and then a little bit of this. And, and then she started to calm down. And I'm like, you're lucky. Yeah. I'm like, you are so yeah. lucky. I was like, I, if it were up to me, I was like, I would have had you in a box. On the, I mean, I would
3: have never, but. I know what you mean. Yeah. I know yeah. The, the frustration says. Yeah. It. And that's what I wrote that first blog about. Mm-hmm. It's like, I wanted people to know, like, dude, there's once you get past that frustration and you realize that your relationship with your dog can be so much yeah. more it's it's like oh my god but yeah i think it's important for people to know that like yeah grown grown men cry over dealing with dogs because it's it, the frustration and the insanity it's just <laughs> it's so high it's, it's so heavy oh my god and that's that's what people need to yeah. know is that it's not like it's okay to cry. It's Well, yeah, absolutely. It's totally okay to cry, but it's also okay to get frustrated with your dog. And, like, mm-hmm. that's what – that's why people like me exist. And I mean, people like me as an handsome – no, um, dog trainers. <laughs> like, we're here to help you. And, like, I, yeah. I made a post the other day. Like, if you contact me and, like, we don't jive, I'll find you somebody who will. Because, yeah. again, this isn't about me. Like, cool, like, I'd love to take all your money and, like, buy cool shit. Because I trained your dog, but Mm -hmm. I would much rather see you happy walking your dog. Oh, yeah. Because that's, nothing's cooler than that. Yeah. Not the grease fire at the fucking farmer's market.
0: Anything's better than crying. Oh, my God. Boys don't cry, but men do.
3: Yeah, boys don't cry. Grown men.
0: Yeah, when I sprained my ankle, I cried all night. And it wasn't because of the pain, it was just because of the frustration. Yeah. Because I was like, if this is broke, if I fractured my ankle, I can't go to work. Yeah, I think right. about that every day. Yeah,
3: Like, if you fuck yourself up, you can't work.
0: Yeah, if you can't hold a leash, what's going to happen, right? Mm-hmm. If I can't put my hands on a patient because I broke my wrist at jiu-jitsu, I'm fucked. Yeah. You know, whether or not I have short-term disability or this, it doesn't make a difference. I'm fucked. And uh, so I was in the car. I remember I called Gina. I was like, you got to pick me up. And I'm trying so hard not t- to not cry, right? Because, like, I've only been rolling with these guys for better part of, like, half a year or so. hmm and i'm just like don't cry don't cry don't cry and i'm like i'm all right i'm good and i pick up the phone and i never call her during ju- jiu-jitsu jiu- you know i was like well so she picks up she's like hey what's up and i'm like <laughs> holding it like i'm trying and i'm like Dude, gotta, i'm like you gotta pick me up she's like why and i was like way I go, way I she's like all right she's like just calm down she's like i'll be there so she picks me up people help me out to the car and i get in the car and i just start fucking bawling my eyes out she's like why are you crying and I was just like, because I can't go to work tomorrow. I was like, because I just lost my earning capabilities. I'm, I'm,
3: I feel useless. Yeah. That's what that, that's that whole male shame thing, man. Yeah. If we feel useless, we, uh, and you know, I don't know Gina that well, but she comes across as a very strong woman, which is... she,
0: yeah. And she was like, just stop. She's like, stop crying. Like, what's, what's that going to get you? And know, was just like, I just have to get it out now. Um, and then it wasn't broken, and I felt better, and I was like, all right, I can go to work that's, tomorrow, yeah.
3: yeah, yeah, that's how Alex is. very much like just fucking stop, yeah, like and to me that like goes a long way mm-hmm. when someone's just like, dude, like I get it, like you're yeah. sad, you're upset, you're yeah. frustrated, but crying's not gonna help, yeah, but that's what what's when what's when girls like that say, you know you need to go to the hospital, that's yeah. when I go. Ooh, you know what? If that girl thinks I should go to the hospital, yeah. I probably should. She, she Well,
0: yeah, she told me, she was like, if it still hurts, like, we'll go to urgent care tomorrow. She's like, but it's like I got home, I put all the pressure on my foot, you know, like I was able to bear weight. I <laughs> showered. She's like, so? She's like, do you still want to go to urgent care? And I was like, I guess not. Yeah. Really, I'll be all right. <laughs> yeah. Not. Just but look at me when yeah, she's like, "like Are you crying because it hurts?" And I'm like, "Well, yeah, it hurts." I'm like, "But that's not why I'm crying." I'm yeah. like, "This is pain
3: tolerance is not a thing."
0: Yeah, I was like, "This just sucks. This is my life, possibly." You know, I just got my
3: stomach tattooed. Yeah, and there's no pain that can compare, and mm-hmm. that an, another man can inflict upon me. That like, mm-hmm. there's just like besides heartbreak. A, oof. <laughs> man, that'll that'll bring you to your knees. Yeah,
0: that'll be on the next episode. We'll talk about heartbreak. Yeah,
3: heartbreak. <laughs> <laughs> sorry don't bring me in for that one i don't need yeah. to cry on a podcast god damn
0: yeah be next cool. time yeah next time all right awesome man you got anything to say
3: no right. not much check us out you know the art of dog my colors are my logo colors are purple which is cool mm-hmm. but uh you know get a hold of me if you have questions or you want to train your dog that's why i'm around thanks man thank you